0: Once again, we have liftoff. Off. I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Big Truth Podcast. And I'm stoked to be here with my old friend Ian McFarland, who you may know from McFarland films and uh, such documentaries like The Godfathers of Hardcore. You might have known him for Blood for Blood. Or you might have known him as one of the, uh, the, uh, the silent partners in the Chopper Head DVDs. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he, he, yeah. What, what, with the caveat saying anything that you saw that was shitty, shaky footage was me. <laughs> Anything that you saw that was remotely professional was, was Ian's doing, and I, the, but you know, Ian edited those for us, and at the end took more of a role in helping us uh, do the hosting segments and everything. so um, we, those have been having a little bit of a resurgence lately. I don't know if, if because of COVID and people are at home or because they're on Amazon Prime or whatever it is, but like you know people hit me up when are you guys doing another one. I'm like, ne- never dude, like how many years ago was that? 2003 to 2014. 2014 is when Volume 4 came out.
1: But we did that in, like, 2012 or something. We, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it took a while.
0: It took a little while to come out. Um, but, yeah, but, and, you know, really started filming more probably 2001, right. 2002. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, man, I, I, I always put it out with the caveat because I don't want anyone thinking that, you know, you, you're responsible. Uh, what I got to uh, – I am not impressed with this, just so anyone – just to save anybody some some hassle um, I I just cracked open a steel reserve uh, spiked watermelon but it basically just tastes like uh, a 40 ounce with a little bit of watermelon like someone melted a Jolly Roger in the middle of like a steel reserve 40 ounce I, d- I thought it was gonna be one of those like spiked seltzers or something yeah. but no it's just a
1: straight 40 uh, it's like with- beer it's like it's like in Sweden where they take like cola uh, and like uh, oh, yeah. beer it's like it's like watermelon uh-
0: <laughs> yeah it's literally someone melted a jolly rancher in the middle of yeah. Jolly Rancher steel reserve. Forty inches, it's, it's horrible. But I opened it, and now I'm committed to the bit. I'm sorry. Oh, can, oh God, that dude, it's <laughs> so hot, dude. That looks horrible. It, it is fucking horrible. But so, and uh, just so uh, we're clear about this, because I, I alluded or said this earlier, Ian's the one that actually forced me and strong on me into the world of podcasting years ago, um, or at least planted the seed and, and said, "Hey, man, you should really." do one and and it it ruminated and bounced around for a couple years and then, even
1: though I don't do podcasts.
0: Yeah, no, no, yeah. Uh but 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 yeah man, like you're the one that 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 got me even thinking about doing it. And and so uh uh you you know I, I owe you a debt of thanks for that for uh, pushing me to do that and uh you know the listeners uh you know thank Ian because he's the one who pushed me to do it.
1: I'm getting a little teary eyed <laughs> here. Yeah, but oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Um but yeah man so what's been going on? I I know the world's fucking wacky. Um and I gotta, I can't imagine how hard like your your industry, like in the film and 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 and, and, and video production industry and whatnot, how hard that's been hit and how wacky it's, it's been for you, man.
1: It's it's kind of. Uh... I don't know. I mean, I guess everybody has had an insane time and it's affected everybody. So like to say, Oh, mine's more than yours or it's, it affects everybody in so many different ways. Me personally. Um, yeah, drastically, uh, like, uh, in business wise, I mean, our industry pretty much just shut the fuck down um, and it's still shut down. Um, but Oh, this is a motorcycle. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're doing our we're doing the the COVID, um, uh, you know, uh, social distancing podcast where we're sitting by a garage door. To we're, sure
0: we're, we're we're not at the counter at Chopperhead today. Yeah. We're we in the garage yeah. with the door open and we're about forty feet apart. Yeah, uh, I'm peeking over a little wall. No, I,
1: w- I wouldn't go that far. I don't know. I know yeah. no, I'm
0: just kidding. We're twelve. We're like eight feet apart. Yeah. And uh, I'm peeking over a little wall like it's a little sound wall like to, to kind of help dampen because we do live in Freetown and everyone likes to fucking throttle when they come by the yeah. shop and, and, and
1: give it a little and, rev
0: yeah especially if they see the door open or something yeah. so um,
1: uh, industry wise it's been um, it's been kind of you know crazy I, I do a, you know to make money uh, wise you know I, I've been in this transition for years uh, from doing commercial work to and hopefully you know full you know, documentary and, you know, film work, um, being independent and owning a small business, it's very, very difficult to, to make that, uh, as Vinnie Stigma would say the jump, you know, um,
0: a Black Hawk helicopter has just come by.
1: I guess it's just, um, you know, uh, for, for me, you know, and, and everything that's going on. Um, it's very difficult because my wife's a high school English teacher. Um, you know, I have two kids um, and then there's been the big debate, you know, and talking about, you know, kids going back to school for quite a while. And, yeah, it's just this is it's the fall and a lot's happening. And at the same time, it's like, uh, you know, I'm doing a, a lot of different type of work now. Um, I kind of had to make a very big pivot, um, I guess you'd say, um, into into doing a lot of different things. Um, it, it has given me a lot more time to do development on things.
0: So... just so you know, we've been about, we've been here about an hour setting
1: up it's been dead silent
0: and it's been dead fucking silent or we had everything under control. So if you're hearing a cast of characters drive by, I think everyone, everyone just uh, was like uh, waiting in the wings for us to, to actually, once we hit record, all these fucking crazy vehicles yeah, came yeah, by yeah. that never did before. But so, so sorry, man, not I'm to, sorry. not to already start derailing shit, but uh, uh, well, please, please. Continue, no, I mean, it was
1: just, I was just saying like, I've, I've had to you know pivot a lot and, uh, and change in, To doing some other things, and and it's it's um, still in film and and music, but um, I've been developing a lot of stuff. Um, This has allowed me to spend a a fair amount of time, um, you know, really trying to research and develop. You know, there's probably I think about nine projects um, that I want to do. And in this time, I've managed to attach a, a couple really big producers to some projects. So as soon as you know, it's. It's we're able to film I'm able to really travel to me, honestly, safely. Um, you know, we can uh, we can start working on at least two of these projects. But in the meantime, uh, I've been doing a lot of um, audio documentary work, um, which has been very exciting, uh, to be honest with you.
0: So for, for people that might not be familiar with that genre, can you explain a little bit, just back up and ex, like kind of explain, cause you know, I really hadn't really heard too much about it before talking to you, you know, when we, we talk and you kind of ran me through some of the projects you're doing, but like, what's the, like the kind of, I, I mean, what, what's like makes up an audio documentary?
1: Well, like? it's, it's basically a documentary without the visual, but a very heavy, like focus on the sound design and sure. the story narration Um, Things are a little bit more descriptive. Um, There's more sound design uh, to let you know, feel, and almost like, you know, feel like you're in the environment that you're listening to the story about. Um, So I've teamed up with a very old friend of mine, John Wiederhorn. Um, He's a really well-known rock writer. Um, He's done, let me see, he did uh, Scott Ian's book. He did Al Jorgensen's book. He did Roger Moret's book. He did, um, let me see, he did, uh, oh my God, his new book is... um, what is the new book? I I feel like raising hell. Oh my God. I feel feel like a dick here, but uh, raising hell. um, And he's, he's, he's a good guy. He's an unbelievable writer. So we teamed up. Then I teamed up with my, also my uh, composer and sound designer from the Godfather's of hardcore. And we've been creating some really cool stories that we've been in the process of um, pitching and and also teaming up with a couple partners on. Um, But basically it's just a documentary. um, But like I said, very heavy reference, you know, focus on, on uh sound design you know
0: sure man and you know and i know i'm not i'm not cheapening it by saying this but it it makes me think back to like you know like in the 40s when they had like the radio shows and they had people putting in the sound effects
1: or absolutely i mean it's like it's like uh the 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 biggest reference that i can think of that people like war of the worlds you know type thing but we're not doing anything like that it's it's more of you know almost like reading a, a, a good story as a narrator. But then on top of that, there's archival brought in, there's um, new interviews that we do. There's um, like I said, there's narration, there's sound design, there's all these elements and layers brought in to make it sound way, 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 you know, different than just your, your typical podcast. And it's in the podcast sec, you know, genre. Sure. But I, I don't, I, I don't know. It's just, I don't want to sound arrogant or anything, but I don't think any, not anybody can do a audio documentary. A lot of people can do podcasts, um, like hosting wise. Not that not talking down on this at all, but yeah, it's like no. it's just a different thing. It's no, just it's a, a different thing. Yeah, like- and, and I'm not one to like I'm not really interested for me personally to, you know, sit down and, and have a uh, a, a podcast where I'm talking about things or how I feel and things like that. I go on other people's podcasts to do that. Like yes, this, no, um, no. I'd I, rather no, I get
0: you. You, you're trying to. T- you're a story writer, right? I'm a, story a storyteller. storyteller. I like, story I, like sting.
1: I like being in a studio. Yeah. Um, I like I like you know being on my own when I do this stuff. I love collaborating with people, but no, I like what, like going into the cave and just like seeing what I can come up with. You
0: yeah. Know? No. 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 And that's how you've been ever since. Yeah. Uh, I've known you. What, let me ask you a question because because you're in tune with a lot of this stuff, but it seems like. There's like this whole revival of, um, I don't know, for lack of a better word, like audio stuff. Like, you know, and I'm not trying to, but with podcast or like even like the whole genre of like like um uh you know audible books and whatnot and and now you're talking about like the audio uh uh documentary stuff, like what do you think's kind of going on in society where there's kind of been a revival of that getting away some from some of the more visual stuff and getting into more more audio stuff
1: I don't know, I don't know what that is But have you noticed that yeah, like- well i i I've, the way I've looked at it is um you know is is honestly this sounds stupid you know a little I don't know what this makes me sound like but Um, you, what I do, I I need to be able, I do it for a living. So it's like, it's not a hobby for me. Sure. There's been a significant influx of advertising money and and podcasts as you know, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy how much it's, it's gone up in the past three years alone. No, no. Um, I think this year, last year was, uh, I want to say six or 700 million in advertising revenue. And then I think 2021 it's hitting a billion
0: yeah, it's fucking nuts. So
1: um, you know, it's it's I don't know those are exact numbers. Um, but it's really up there and it's it's you know, it's I don't know why that is that people maybe it's maybe it's people are just tired of of just constantly seeing images. There's so much in social media, so much everything's everything's video, everything's an ad. Um maybe it's because people like to be able to just slow down a little bit. That's why I like to listen to, you know, stories. I've been listening to true crime stuff like nonstop. Like yesterday I was on the side of my house, you know, 25 feet up for a good seven hours and I burned through, I don't know how many series, you know, of really cool episodes of cool stuff. And I just, I love it. It's just really cool. Cause you can get yeah. lost. And the other thing is too, it's really cool is it allows you to visualize and not be told this is what you have to see. This is what it is. It allows your mind to kind of expand a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and uh, kind of daydream, you know?
0: No, and, 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 and you know, it's something, I don't know, I've just been thinking about a little bit lately, but I haven't really brought it out until, it, it never really came out in a conversation until just now because, you know, I was thinking about it, like, you know, I've been listening to more podcasts than I've ever listened to, and you know, I, I think what you just said really, really resonates with something with a lot of people, like, um, you listen to, a, to a, whether it's a book on tape, or whether it's a podcast and someone telling a story, it kind of allows you to to make your own visuals for something. Or even like, I like listening to like, you know, like Coast to Coast AM. You get freaked out and it's not, I don't know if these stories would be half as scary as if they were, if they were showing you footage versus what, you're fucking thinking about in your own head. You know what I mean? Like, and um, I I don't know there's something to be said about that. Yeah, Maybe people are just getting tired of being bombarded all day with visual, visual, visual. And and, I I also let you create something in your own head. Like you're not even doing it on purpose. You have to almost.
1: Well, I think there's also a a, a focus on, um, you know, people, like I said, being able to, to, listening something new and since there's such a heavy focus on the podcast arena these days there's a lot of creative people trying to do new things in it yeah so um you know i was i'm listening to this one right now um what's it called um actually i got over here i get it it's i listened to one uh, really into one called um relative unknown it's nuts it's a crazy story and then the other one that I'm listening to. Is that to, the
0: one you were telling me about the other day? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah.
1: and this this one I'm listening to, it's true, true crime. is called Deep Cover. And uh, they both have ties to, like, you know, the war on drugs and, like, the 90s and, and you know, 80s and 90s, which I'm just fascinated by. Like, I'm, I find that world and that whole thing just, like, maybe that's going to be my next documentary. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, they might have some ideas in there, but um, it's, it's uh, I love listening to some of those things, man yeah
0: and uh, I have not checked those out yet, but um is it just like well put together like sound design stuff, or yeah. is it just the, the good story writing of both whatever they're
1: both I mean, they're also crazy fucking stories, and the characters are crazy yeah. so you know it's 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 really, really nuts um, there's a lot of of really just well well thought out storytelling very well thought out cool man
0: what what do you think? like what, what's been your drive to be a storyteller? Like, you know, like what got you into that? I know, you know, you've been doing this a long time and like doing a lot of documentaries. I know you started out doing a lot of documentaries and videos and whatnot in the the punk and hardcore world and got into a lot of commercial stuff as well. But like, like what drives you to want to put stories out there or put together a story and tell it,
1: you know, I've thought about that a lot and I've never been able to come up with an answer. Um, I can give you a little insight into, well, not so much insight, but, you know, I, I went out to dinner um, with this, this director uh, in New York a couple months ago. Um, and, you know, we were talking about documentary filmmakers versus narrative filmmakers, nonfiction, in fiction, fictional um, stuff, and, and um, or just nonfiction versus fiction, right? And, um, you know, we were talking about this exact thing, and he said, you know, documentary film, it's just badass. It's just badass, man. And I'm like, why do you why do you say that? I mean, making awesome action filled movies or drama filled movies is really cool. He goes, yeah, but this is really happening. You can put yourself in some really scary situations by just going after a story. And I was like, I, I never even thought about it that way. It Kind of just went over my head. You know, I haven't been in any situations like I have to worry about. You know, um, but um, I've I guess the thing that's really just drawn me to storytelling is just trying to learn more about people and maybe hopefully learn something about myself it sounds a little cliche but i i i i i i often will think about things and learn things about myself when i hear someone else you know talking about something or just kind of and it only happened in the last few years i think really i've been focusing on this but maybe that's just part of growing up a little bit i don't know but focusing on on why i you know the drive it's like this um it's a it's a challenge Uh, you know it's it's i can try to explain filmmaking or like making a documentary the best you can best i can here i look at it as like a jigsaw puzzle right there's two ways of making a, a a documentary you can know what the jigsaw puzzle looks like and then find the pieces to put it together Right? So it's the, you know what film you're going to make. You just have to put it together. Then there's the ones where you don't look at the jigsaw puzzle. You don't know what you're making. You just have to fit everything together. And then you get to see the surprise at the end what it is. I'm not really into that. <laughs> I'm into more of the planned out um, storytelling and then going after and finding it. And it's, it's a real challenge. Um, because once you really have the luxury of getting completely just enthralled, like just thrown into a story and you cannot think of anything else, you start, if, you, if you're really into it, you start dreaming about it, you, uh, you wake up thinking about it, you work the whole day thinking about it, and then you go to bed thinking about it. And when you're doing a long-term project, it could go on for months, years. It can be very taxing, but maybe it's, like it's kind of like a drug, man. It's like you, you, you want to find out more. You get excited as you go. You'll have like one great shoot and then you'll be like pumped about doing another one. And then, I don't know. It's, I hope I answer that a little bit. It's how I, I just, I think about filmmaking every day, all day. I don't make a ton of shit right now, but I'm thinking about it constantly. And I'm also being inspired by other people that are. And I spend a lot of time watching other people's stuff or talking to a lot of people that are making stuff just to hear how they're doing it or what they're doing to kind of learn something new or keeping up on gear, things like that. Probably very similar to bikes and building bikes.
0: Yeah, and it's also, like you said, you're also kind of getting your ducks in a row for when things open up again and you have, now you, you almost have like this big body of stuff to choose from that you yeah. can start really pushing and, well, always, in and And
1: we always say like, you know, you just, you're, th- you're throwing, you know, throwing things at the wall. Hopefully one of them's going to stick. Yeah, I, yeah. When this is over, I'm going to throw like probably 10 things at the wall. One of them, two of them, maybe 10 of them will stick.
0: Yeah. I don't know. You don't know until don't know. we don't know until we get there. Right. Um, but you know, you know, you, you kind of started talking a little bit about, you know, the, kind of the, the pathways to making a documentary, um, you know, and I, I know you might be sick of talking about this, but there might there's a lot of good crossover in, in my audience of, yeah. of people who are punk hardcore and motorcycles and you know, whatever subculture stuff. Godfathers a hardcore, and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, you know, it's it's not like any other kind of hardcore or punk rock kind of or yeah. metal. Documentary, like yeah. it's a whole. It's not what anyone thought it was going to be.
1: It's, it's you do. You knew it. Well, happened. I know, but yeah. you know, but I mean, you're one of the few people that I let see it. Yeah, like we saw it before even Roger did.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I know, and 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 I was kind of. Um, uh, with you in a way through the whole process, yep. you know, like I, you, I know I was a sounding board, or like, oh, yeah. or sometimes just like a, a vent. Uh, <laughs> Mostly you know, a venting. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, sorry yeah. about that. No, yeah.
1: I don't care, dude. I mean, you could, you saw how much how crazy I got. Yeah, yeah. I was losing my mind. I like, know, I know. Like, <laughs> I don't,
0: I don't even know if you ever fully came back. No. Yeah, <laughs> yet.
1: yet. <laughs> I don't think I have. I, I don't. You know, people say like you know carry PTSD for years. You know, with with things. Uh, this, I honestly think just, just I've done three feature length documentaries that, you know, I've directed and, and edited, which a lot of people don't do. Yeah. Um, when you really get into it and you are, you are, I was, uh, I'm a, I'm obsessive I'm yeah. also a control freak. Um, and when I really get my head, you know, focused on something, I, I just can't stop. And it, it, it's, it's, I have an addictive personality, like very addictive personality. And I think this has become my new drug. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is my new is alcohol. Good.
0: Yeah, no, but it's it, it's it's very important for people with addictive personalities. That that's a that's a good takeaway. Like, to find the thing that's like a healthy. Well, it's replacing <laughs> one with the other. <laughs> with the other, but Just at least one's it's, a little
1: more, a little, yeah, a little better. Yeah, yeah.
0: Find find the uh, the, the the thing yeah. that's a little more pro- a productive kind of addiction yes. in a way, you know. Um, but you know that I I know that there was a lot with that. But like, if you know, kind of maybe people probably be interested to hear a little bit about the the thought process and the the, the how that movie was made because it's so out of the ordinary. Um, it's not it's not the typical band documentary. Right. And um, I know I know you know you said like you like to kind of and especially given your obsessive personality and controlling personality, like I know you like to kind of have all your ducks in a row before you go in, but. Yeah as you know in any kind of thing like once you get into it there's going to be pathways and things that Ugh. lead you on different Uh, you know, offshoots that you didn't, there's no way to ever predict. Like, how do you deal with that when you're trying to kind of rein in the story and like take new things in and be able to adapt it and fit it into the kind of the storyline that you want? Like what, so, you know, if you want to talk a little bit about that process, like, did you know what you were going to make beforehand or did it kind of change? And I know the answer to some of these questions, but as devil's advocate, it it will be interesting for, for, for listeners to kind of hear about
1: this. I knew exactly what I was going to do before I started it. Um, I still have the, the, I kept the notebook um, during the whole idea of stage of me making this. Um, and I have, I, I sat down and I wrote, you know, the idea, the outline of yeah. what I wanted this thing to be. Um, me and my, you know, co-writer on it, Tony Fernandez, um, we sat down and, and literally outlined the entire film of how we wanted it to be. And then we went and um, I went to, we went to Arizona and the first trip we did was we stayed with Roger for about a week. And, The only thing we were doing was just kind of, I mean, to hang out and to do some filming and kind of start because we hadn't told anyone we were going to do it yet. Um, It was, I was honestly not convinced I was. I was still um, just kind of moving along and saying, ah, maybe this will be cool. I want to do it, but I'm not sure. And I don't know if this is going to suck. I think it could be something really cool. So I spent a lot of time. Um, we spent about not a of time. We spent a week at Roger's house. And, um, and during that week, we did a lot of audio recordings and we just sat back, no camera, no lights. And Roger and I have been friends for probably 20 years. Maybe actually maybe even longer now, but we just, I just sat there with him and we just talked about life and that's all we did. And was just talk about life. And um, I recorded, you know, everything and um, I learned a lot once I did that. I went back to Boston and I kind of took a couple days and I just listened to everything again. And we went back and figured out, yep, our story will work. We can do this. And he's willing to talk about all the things we want to talk about. So, um, then we went and um, decided to cut a little thing together, show the world. Hopefully other people would feel the same way we did and, um, put a Kickstarter together. Um, after we did that, we raised a little bit of money. Um, a lot of really great generous people like yourself you know put into this project and then after that it was just kind of like you know a three year slugfest um, to get this thing done and um, you know problem after problem after problem after problem but then great thing after great thing after great thing after great thing and then problem after problem after problem and it just became this thing it's like this that film has become such a part of my life and because there was so much that went into it and, and how much I changed as a person while making it, I think. Um, uh, it really, I don't know, in a weird way, it kind of defined certain things about myself, I think, that I didn't really necessarily believe were true and I could do. And um, I kind of proved it to myself, and I think I proved it to some people that didn't think I could either. So, which was, it's a nice little thing. <laughs> um, because, not to ramble, but, you know, when I, I tried to make this film 10 years ago, And every single person I went to, every single label, every single, fuck man, every person that that had money to burn that would possibly be in a project like this wouldn't give me a dime because they, not because they didn't think I could do it. They didn't think it would be good enough. They didn't think it would be very good. They didn't think Roger and Vinny's story was great. Um, And I just kept on saying, you guys just don't understand. You just, you don't know these guys, what this is like. These guys are like, There's, there's nothing like them. There's, there's a crazy story to be told. So, um, I think I went off on, on a little bit more than you said.
0: No, 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 it's fine. man. But Yeah. But I, mean, yeah.
1: yeah I mean, that's the, 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 the film is it's, I set out to not make it a typical rock documentary. And that is one of the reasons why a lot of people would not fund or help me with this project because I wouldn't, I said right from the beginning, I was not going to put anyone with a name in it. No celebrities nothing. I could have. And I was offered by numerous celebrities that said they wanted to be in it. They heard I was doing a film and they would hey, if, it's kind of crazy when you get a call from so-and-so and I'm like, this is bullshit. This, I'm like, who is this? He's like, no, this is, I'm like, he's like, hey, I just want to you know, let you know that you know, if, if, you're, if you're interested and you need, I'll be more than happy to talk about them. One of my favorite bands. And I was just like, holy shit. Thank you, but no. Um, and uh, I did it without. Thought it would make it a little more real.
0: Yeah, man. Well, the thing is, is that I think, you know, a lot of people expect things like that to just be this like the story of Agnostic Front, but it's it Agnostic Front is just kind of the secondary character. It's more the story of you said, yeah, I mean we don't have to go through no, it no, though, it's but fine, say, it's the story of, of Roger and, and, and Vinny. And, yeah. and it just happens to be there in a band and yep. and in and, and, and a band in New York in the eighties and you know, or whatever yeah. and, and until now or whatever. But um I always dislike when somebody who might, when I feel like that's a cheap ploy, like what you oh, said. You, like we, when, so
1: we talked about early on, you remember yeah. I talked to you about it and I said, this is what I'm thinking about doing. You're like, you, you're, I think your exact words were that's fucking ballsy. And yeah. I, I and you said, but it would work. And I, and cause I remember talking to you about, it. I talked to a couple people about it and you were one of a few people that said I should do it. Cause it would make it a little bit more legit in the sense that we don't need to pander to, you know, rock stars and on our yeah. scene what we do. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, Especially
0: dudes that might not have been there. And, and then all of a sudden our scene became kind of cool for some reason. Well, and believe it or not, be, I know a lot yeah. of people have been around or yeah. whatever,
1: but they're just doing bigger things now and it's yeah, not, yeah, yeah, but they yeah. still, there's a couple people. There's a bunch of people out there that I've learned over the years that are like massive, like massive bands or massive celebrities. And like, you know, a guy will show up at an AF show and I'll be like, yeah. Roger, you know that guy's here? He's like, Oh yeah, man.
0: Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Hold on.
1: Yeah, There we go. Um, you know, he's like, Roger, you know, I remember this. Who was it? I shouldn't say. Uh, um, but a dude showed up. And I remember, you know, just looking over and going, oh, Roger, you know that guy? He's like, oh, yeah. yeah, You know, he come see us every time. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Just things like that, you know? Well,
0: you know, people don't realize, like, how big of an influence Agnostic Front's been. Like, in, in music, not just punk rock or hardcore or metal, like, yeah. just in general. But... They're they're that big because of who they are. Not just the band, you know, like, the, like
1: a lot and of people. And a lot of it has to do with, I think, the first impressions that they they made on people when they came around on their first few tours. Yeah. Because I wasn't lucky enough to see them when I was, you know, a kid. I didn't even know who the hell they were when, you know, in the 1980s. I wasn't even into that stuff. Um, I was riding my BMX bike and, you know, shooting guns in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? But, like you know, my, my, it's just, I don't know. It's it, what they, they accomplished. And I keep on hearing, I keep on hearing a lot. Every time I talk to one of these people, I hear somebody talking about it, you know, back, back then, they always say like, you know, there's there's somebody, you we see, we see, you know, I hear this band agnostic front, you know, they come out and they just, they didn't talk. They just come out and just go. And it was just like an explosion of energy. And everybody explains it that way. It's like, I've never seen anything like it. I think Pete Kohler, I think it was Pete that said it in, his, in their new book, uh, Pete and, and, uh, and Lou's new book. I think he said, there's hardcore and then there's agnostic front. And he said, I, I don't want to quote, misquote him. Actually, I have the quote. I thought it was really, really rad. I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you right now. It's really great. It's in, it's in their new book. So it's it's uh, it's legit. I'll read it right here. It says, I got it right It's a good quote. It's worth it. Here we go. It says, P. Cooler says, uh, everyone says this, hard, uh, this is hardcore and that is hardcore, but Agnostic Front is New York hardcore and there is a difference. I thought that was really kind of like cool because it's like, you know, AF and New York hardcore is different. It just is than anywhere else.
0: Oh, yeah. Always Absolutely. has
1: been. Absolutely. Always has been. And um, AF, I think, has carried that torch from the first, from day one even to today <laughs> <laughs> sounds like i can back a mad max set or something yeah well we kind of are yeah, yeah yeah
0: we're almost we're almost in mad max time so i'm
1: yeah, i know you're ready you got I'm the ready. bikes in here that look like it man we,
0: we, we get the bikes we got the we got all the things we need to survive. Yeah, was, I know you got your kale farm yeah, going I, on and I almost brought
1: you something. <laughs> I got some I tell you man, I got some I, I made some amazing kale this year. I figured out I finally feel I was telling my wife yesterday, I finally feel like I'm a kale master. Yeah. Like it's not easy to grow. Well,
0: like, that's gonna be your <laughs> yeah, yeah. On, on, on the episode And this uh, is our, not code for weed by the way. No, dude. no. We're, we're, not like not.
1: Cocking, we're not talking we're not talking weed. Like I, 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 I grow kale and I grow a lot of it. <laughs> I know, dude.
0: You're like the only one I know that like like not only did you just start growing kale, like but you started building like yeah. structures to build
1: kale and it's, you, the you shit went, saved you my life. To, the yeah. shit they say my like literally I had fatty liver disease. Yeah. And um you know, I ate this shit like nonstop. And it was, it's crazy what that shit did to me. Like it's, so anyways, now I have like four different kinds I'm growing. It's really hard with caterpillars. St- these strains little, of kale, oh. different strains of kale. Yeah, there's, there's very different, but the, the, I, I finally this year found the right stuff uh, that is fully organic, but it's a, a really good insecticide. Um, so these caterpillars, they'll eat the leaf and then they die, far fall right off. And you can take it and you can wash it that day and eat it. So it's like, it's fully organic. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Not to make this about kale.
0: No, no, no. Yeah. So that's what, that's what, it, on the episode I was going to say, Ian McFarlane, <laughs> kale master. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dude>. you <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, don't worry about it's true. it. True. It's I
1: mean, it's true. I mean, I'm, I, 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 grow I think a lot of fucking kale.
0: But now more than ever, I think it's important. And and you know, I know you're not like in like Austin. You know what I mean? But you're you're just outside the city. Yeah. You you don't need a lot of room to be able to grow some of your own food. No. And you can do it in your kitchen. Some of you can get different yeah. shit to, to. I mean, I don't know about kale, but like you know, I know you can grow tomatoes in the house, and they have like things for that. But I think now more than ever, that's a that's a lost art. That's kind of important for people to get back into, man. You know?
1: Yeah. It's it's kind of it's kind of cool. Cause I work around my house a lot. I mean, these days I don't go anywhere i stay at my house and my kids and um like i guess i,
0: I consider it an honor that you're even here you know i, <laughs> yeah. know, I really do like <laughs> you know what mean?
1: Well, you haven't i haven't seen you in it's six months i know yeah, I, haven't, I haven't gone nowhere man i know i know i'm staying know. the fuck inside i know i know i know dude. don't step on my property don't come <laughs> on my driveway just don't, keep going by don't snatch my kale yeah don't touch my kale yeah. um
0: but like you will yeah. feel the wrath of the kale master. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I, it's 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 not like it doesn't define my life by any means, but um, you know, it's uh it's it's something that
0: all right, dude. Thank you. That's think, never
1: happened. Well it's it's because we're doing this.
0: I know. I know, it's yeah uh, all right. Yeah, anyways. You made your point. Yeah. Um not you, but the thing. Yeah. Uh just as a uh halftime update, halfway through the steel reserve can, it gets a little <laughs> bit better. <laughs> um just just in case everybody I can wondering, smell that thing. From oh, it's dude. horrible, dude. It, it smells it's,
1: like it smells like sour
0: Kool-Aid. Uh, it's the worst. That's pretty much what it tastes like, sour Kool-Aid. That's it's a good like, It's like it smells it's all right, All right, that's all ridiculous. Right,
1: fuck, man.
0: So, I've done 30 episodes prior to you. Yeah. That, probably 27 of them have been here and we've yeah. never had a beeper like that i'm literally you know it's on the, on the side of my waist right now i'm yeah. really about to go fucking uh experiment uh with ballistics yeah. um but anyway man so you know not to get too off off the rail here um so yeah man so you you uh kind of had an you had the idea of the story you wanted to tell and then you started to uh, – you, you met with Roger and hung out. And well, before,
1: before I even did it, it just, I, I, the biggest thing is I had to convince Roger and Vinny to do it. Sure. Because I had been talking to him for years about doing it, but not this way. Yeah. Um, they had their own vision of what an agnostic front film would be. As yep. Roger has a lot of visions for everything should be AF. He controls every aspect of it. Um, I saw it very, very differently. And um, – we had a very big talk about it. And at first they were very not cool with it and very uncomfortable. And, um, because the biggest thing was once they said that they would do it, they would be cool with it. Um, they would, I said, okay, awesome. But you get no say in it. Like you can't change anything or anything like that. And then I never forget Roger's face. He's like, what? He's like, (laughs) I was like, this isn't, this isn't a, I'm not going to waste my time with a, um, an EPK, um, you know, to boost your ego. Um, I'm just not interested in that. And he was, uh, I don't know, he was kind of, t- I don't know if we were taken back or he was kind of like, He he's not one to re- release control. Yeah. Um, in anything in his life.
0: Sure. Um, but uh, given your personality, you probably could, oh, wait, wait. could respect that.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm not going to, I mean, he'll be, you, you probably even, he's probably talked to you about it. Him and I clash <laughs> heads. Like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh my God, man. Him and I butt heads. Like, We've been in a couple big arguments, pretty good ones. Um, but at least we're, we're smart enough to get our friends that we can stop and then say, all right, well, let's think about this. You yeah, stopped sure. yelling. I stopped yelling. Okay. Stop. Um, but it's just because he, I mean, he's just, he's been screwed a lot, man. Sure, like, sure. Because he's, he's very generous with people. He's very upfront and honest. And I think sometimes people take, you know, kindness for weakness yep. and, um, uh I'm just that's not you know, me. But yeah. um I had to convince him of that and uh you know, of letting me have full control over it. And, you know, I've said this many times but like he I didn't let him see anything until we were done. Nothing. And it really drove him insane.
0: Oh, I know. I I did have conversations about that for sure with him. Like, he's like, like, especially when he knew I saw it. and he's like, dude, I'm not not saying nothing.
1: Yeah. I was like, it's dope. It's awesome. He wasn't happy. He was, he was pretty pissed at me because like, and I was like, well, I mean, it's not really your place to say, man. Like, I mean, I, I'm not trying to be a dick here, but like, you know, it's just, it's just, we need to make it a certain way. And, and you got to trust me and let me just do this. And, you know, once he saw it. It was, it was, he was really taken back. Sure. um, But I, I mean, I would never let someone make a film on me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean. But that's what I mean. (laughs) That's what I was trying
0: to say is like, like, like that is major. Like, you, you know, like, and we both know like how much Roger, you know, takes control of the band Like, and and, and is focused on that. And you know, the energy that he puts in and the control he has with that. So for him to kind of release that is a is a nod to you you know like that you like he had that he trusted you enough with it with the story to to let you tell the story how you needed to tell it and and to have no control because like like you just said you would never let anyone do a story a a thing about your life like like think about the level of respect you would need to have for somebody Mm -hmm. to say all right and let them do it without you having any involvement yeah I mean, so, I mean, I just I'm just I, recognize I think that. that's cool. You, I mean you know I, I, know I recognize
1: mean? I understand that. but at the same time, too, if I had done a film about just agnostic Front and it was just about them, you know of of course he's, gonna oh, lie. yeah, I mean, I, because the yeah. thing is, I wasn't there. like there's well, the way that I approached this was much differently. He just sat and told me his life, his story, his personal like feelings. And and you know that's a much different thing sure. than doing a discography film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know it, it, with you almost need someone to sift through your your life to tell it in a way that's you know interesting. Not so much interesting, that's not the right word, but more like um, I don't know, it's a non biased opinion and a different perspective. Like, well, actually, I. Yeah, you think it happened that way, but then to kinda of look at it this way. He's like, oh, you know, so it's like you you just have to kinda look at things from different lenses, I think. Um, and maybe put yourself in someone else's shoes. I try I had, I had to learn actually a lot um in this to put myself in actually his shoes too. Because I know those times it was like it was just, you know, he had a heart condition. Um, during he still has it, you know, he had the heart condition the whole entire making a film, which is a whole nother worry. So I also didn't want to s- contribute to his stress of him knowing that someone is making a movie about him that potentially is going to be seen by a lot of people at that time. He just thought fans he'd never in a million years thought it was going to be showtime or the sky network. Um, because when that happened, you know, luckily he had seen the film because I can't imagine if he hadn't seen the film. And I told him that that would have been a much different story. Yeah. As it is, when I told him he could come see the film, he said, hold on a second. And he got back on the phone and he said, I just bought, he called me back. He said, I, j- I just bought tickets. I'll be out there in the morning. I'm like, what? He's like, I'm taking a red-eye tonight. He lives in Arizona. Like he was, I remember I told you, he's like, I called you, he's he's fucking drunk. He's he's just coming now. Like you you told
0: me, you you were like, yeah, I just told Roger you can see the film. I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. And he's you're like, yeah, he's coming tomorrow morning. I was like, from Arizona?
1: (laughs) He literally bought a ticket and then literally went to the airport and like flew out. And the best part of this whole thing is when he drove in when he flew into, you know, my, my whole business partner went and picked him up. 9am comes in. I'm like, well, will just go get some breakfast, man. He's like, no, 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 let's watch it now.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm yeah. like,
1: Roger, it's like, I just woke up. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't want to watch the movie right now. He's like, no, 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 now.
0: Yeah, 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 and yeah. I, remember
1: yeah. I, I I said, All right, man, I gave him a hug and uh I said, It was good to see you. And I said, This might be the last hug we do. <laughs> 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 He's like, What? And I was like, Yeah, I mean you haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was it was a good experience. And uh yeah, I'm I'm glad to be done with it, but I'm also you know I'm st- I still. I still get asked a lot about it. I still get people sure. hit me up every day. It did really, really well on, on Blu-ray sales, and um, a lot of people bought it. Um, and I'm still. I just signed. I actually just signed a deal three, four weeks ago uh, for a worldwide distribution deal uh, with uh, a, a Principal Media in uh, in uh, Los Angeles. Um, so they I signed a deal with them to uh, basically distribute the film in every territory in the entire world. So. I'm done doing it independently. I'm yeah, tired yeah. of people ripping me off. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I can't take another rip off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose it.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, we'll get into that. But, but but before we get into that, sure, yeah. um, because this what we're gonna what I want to ask about now kind of predates that anyway. But you know, you start off making a documentary, and it's about two guys in a you know, and the, and, uh, you know, hardcore scene and, um, and, you know, like you said, even Roger just thinks this is going to be seen by like fans and it's going to be, you know, like a independent level film or whatever, but it ends up getting picked up by Showtime. Yeah. And like, I mean, one, you know, like what kind of fucking validation was that? You know,
1: (laughs) it's fucking crazy. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, 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 I couldn't believe it fucking happened. I couldn't believe that I I got a call asked about that. they asking, you know, if if they could see it.
0: Well, um, even before that, just to back up a second, like, did you think you were going to, like, you spent a solid at least year on the road with all these film festivals. Mm-hmm. Did you think it was going to get picked up as heavy as it did by even the, all the film festivals? Well, they were
1: flying you all over the place. Well, what, what happened was, it, it wouldn't happen exactly like that. What happened was, when I... Released the film, uh, the first place it was screened uh, was at uh, the Doc NYC Film Festival in New York City. It was a film festival I really wanted to be in. At that point when it premiered was, uh, I want to say it was, uh, was it just, fuck, I can't remember what month it was. I think it was November. I think it was October, November. It was still cold out. Um, And it, it premiered there. And then after that, um, I started doing a bunch of festivals, but it wasn't a year; it was only a couple months because Showtime hit us up in the spring. Well, yeah. what I, I, so, I'm saying, but hold on, but, yeah. but i tell you this. But the, what I'm saying is, is that negotiation with them was about five months, so it was a long time, and I still didn't believe it was going to happen. It's like, you know, these things take forever to get done, and uh, lawyers like to send contracts out to look at on Friday afternoons. It seems like, so that. <laughs> You don't, you know, especially long weekends, you don't get things Mondays to get them back Tuesdays. It's like, you got to wait three fucking days and this happens constantly. Um, It's just, I guess, the way industry works. But um, the negotiations back and forth took forever. And the big thing was that I wanted to own the film. So Showtime doesn't even own it technically. They licensed it from me as a... uh, Premiere. They wanted to premiere the film, and they wanted to have the premiere, and they wanted it to be called a Showtime film. So the first place that actually plays it, network. It's basically that's what it is, or premieres on this network. The big thing with Showtime is that it should Showtime presents, and it had their logo before, and then it was you know in the titles, which was pretty fucking cool.
0: So, yeah and that's what I say it wasn't only was it like Showtime wanted it it became like a Showtime film and yeah. i remember like you know even turning on Showtime never never mind the relentless amount of commercials for it yeah. um and and then you turn on Showtime and it was like on the on demand it's in like right on the main page as like yeah. one of the featured things and like and they were all over it it was it was i think that was I don't know, like, you know, even from an outsider perspective, like, that was just a win on the validation of, like, our world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's it, what
1: it felt like to me in a lot of ways, but I didn't want to say that publicly, but if that's what it felt like.
0: like. Yeah, you know. I just
1: happened to be... Making it,
0: like, you yeah, you're the one that you were the conduit for it, right? But it was like you know, like you know, fuck yeah, man, like you know, like my my father could watch that, yeah. you know what I mean? he's like oh, that was the shit you were doing, you know, you know, you know, whatever, and 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 or anyone, like you know, some dude in fucking Tuscaluga, fucking wherever well, is going to be like brought into the
1: world, you know? Well, that's a, that's that that is the biggest thing I think that I took away from this this film. I'll be completely honest with you with doing film festivals and screenings all over the world I mean I we did we did I think 19 film festivals and that's a fair amount to do but we're, we were doing them so much that you would go and it's five usually like three to five days you talk and travel because usually at a festival screens at least a couple times um, and we spent shit probably like I want to say like it was about a year it was about a year. Um, yeah, I, I think I was gone for about, uh, I think my wife and I figure it was like, it was like 75, 85 days, you know, that, that first year of 2018, um, just all over the world. And the biggest thing that, that I took away from it was that it wasn't just like hardcore kids, punk rock kids, people in their forties and fifties, you know, it was everyone and people were bringing their parents, which I thought was really interesting because, I would afterwards during the question and answers a lot, I would get a lot of people that would stand up and say, I brought my mother here today. And you know, then that, you know, she would ask a question or say something. And then I remember this one uh, woman stood up and, and said, I understand my daughter so much more now. And she said, thank you for making this. And I was like, it was very simple mom thing. Thank you. You know, I was like, but it had such weight with me. And I think I had so much weight for that with that daughter because she was just like, she looked at her mom and I was, I think, I think it was like a big moment for them. And it's funny because when my mother saw the film, uh, she saw it in April in Boston. And uh, her reaction was, she goes, it, it, it makes, everything makes a lot of sense now. And she wasn't talking about the film. She's talking about me. So, you know, obviously, I think that's the biggest thing. You know, there was, there was people down in um, Atlanta that um, there was a gentleman that came and his first question, I'll never forget this, first, first question, a 16-year-old kid stood up and he said, I'm new to hardcore and I've seen a bunch of bands. And my dad had me listen to you guys and said, I have to listen to you guys first. And, you know, Roger and Vinny were both kind of like, this is, you know, they're on stage for the first time. It was the first time they ever seen the film together and me in the same room. And the, the kid looks at, you know, Roger and he says, thanks for, you know, doing this, man. And then the father stood up and he said, I just got to thank you guys. And the kid started like quivering, his voice started shaking. And then the father started tearing up. And then, Roger started tearing up and then the dude in the back room stood up, and started clapping and saying, it's okay, Roger, we love you, man. And then like, it was like this room of like bro hugs everywhere. And it was like the weirdest thing, but the coolest thing, because it made me feel like there was like this cross generational, like, thing going on where everybody was like understanding it and understand having a moment it was i don't know it's just I, I i i don't mean to elaborate that much on it, but you know what i mean it was like no no I mean, that's, that's cool but- it, it was it was it's great that it kept happening it happened a lot it would happen to roger a lot too on the road um he would because he was at the same time as the book that the film was being I don't know, on the film festivals roger's book came out yeah so it's like this he always says it's this great companion piece that goes together um, they kind of complement each other. They're very different, but they complement each other, and, and I think they they, they do. But yeah, um, it was interesting to to see people's reaction on the road. I got a lot of people saying thank you for doing this uh, for the for the for the scene and whatnot. I just got a, I mean, it was, I, the same thing happened like in New York a lot. Um, I just got a, a letter, uh, a package yesterday from Apollo Wong. She's in the film. She's one of Roger and Vinny's really old friends, and she just sent me a message. Just Saying all the message said was a he and thanks for sticking out and doing this thing, it was like out of nowhere. And she just said it just I don't know, it just made my day. Yeah, like yeah. I get a lot of people saying thank you for making it. I think that's awesome because that's about as much as I get out of it. I haven't got any money, <laughs> so yeah, well, you know.
0: And, and you know, the thing is, you know, and I've talked about this a little on the on the podcast. I didn't do it for the money either. No, yeah, I know, yeah, I yeah. know, and we're, we're gonna talk about that because yeah. I know you got it. Uh, I do love a vengeful Ian McFarland, so I want to I want to I, I want to I wanna, I wanna you know, get into don't that. Don't poke the bear, <laughs> but but just you know uh, before we kind of go go over there, um, it's weird now because like you know and and this is you know, I brought this up before on the podcast like when I first got into hardcore mid eighties and there was probably or punk and any of that stuff you know there was like. Depending on what you consider punk and all, whatever. But there was about five to nine years, or five to eight years of history yeah. before me. And, you know, I was still a kid when I got into it, like mm-hmm. 85. I was like a kid, like middle school. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get everything. But, you know, I know there was only a few years before me. And, um, but that's 85. Now it's 2020. You know, now there's like 40 years of fucking punk rock and hardcore and metal. So it's, it's transgenerational. Yeah. So
1: it's. A lot you of know. stories to be told there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right. But it's like, you know, like some of the stuff that we listen to is, would be classified as oldies. Yeah. yeah. Or like classic rock. It's crazy. Oh yeah, I know. But it's crazy that it's sustained, you know, cause everyone, th- you know, at first they think it's a fad or like yeah. whatever, but I mean, there's something about it that's so necessary that it lives and it changes and ebbs and flows and, you know, changing of the God, but there's still a lot of, there's still enough people around that were around when I was a kid that are still around, yeah. that are still there active in some way or another. I don't, you know, and I don't know, that just speaks to, I think to the power of it. And I think somehow, you know, in a way, you know, not, not somehow or in a way, but definitely that film, you know, uh, um, encompasses that or, or shows that right. it doesn't show it directly. It's just more the story of Roger and Vinny, but the story of Roger and Vinny, it, you know, is, 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 you know, it's,
1: it's a portrait of hardcore. It's a portrait of Roger. and. Vinny. Yes, exactly. And it's, it's, a it's a portrait of, of both. Yeah. It's yeah. a portrait of friendship the, and, yeah. and everything comes along with a good and bad. Yeah. So it's, it, that's what makes it different. And I mean, I also, you know, didn't want to make it the same as a, you know, discography film because I wanted to leave the door open for those guys to be able to do it. Yeah, I just don't want to be the one to do it. I'm yeah. not, I'm not interested in that.
0: But the, the discography film isn't is is more of like a reporting of a timeline versus telling a story. Yeah, it, and but, you're you're a storyteller.
1: Right, I think it would make a little bit different and, and plus it's like I mean you can go to Wikipedia, you can read that stuff, you can yeah. you can read zines, you can read magazine interviews, you can find out all that stuff. I mean it presented in a in a film form would be cool. Yeah, I um, would
0: definitely watch I it. I would too. I mean, yeah. And and
1: like but I would just like to make it a little bit different so that you know it 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 it, it presents itself in a way to become a little bit palatable to like mainstream yeah. but at the same time not taking away from the credibility of what it really is.
0: And and that's the important thing. That's it's the important, important it, thing to
1: it, me. It, because there is a way to do it. Then and you, and, and you your movie it. did, it, you He's know. I, I'm
0: not. I, I wouldn't. I would tell you otherwise. You know yeah. that, You know, no, what I know. I mean. Yeah. And that's what was beautiful about it is yeah. that it was like, it was, you know, like you know, Susie the 60 year old hairdresser could watch it, and you know, Mike the 22 year old kid that just got in a hardcore or punk or whatever can right. watch it, and then you right. know, the guy that's been in New York for 40 years that going to shows can watch it, and right. everyone's gonna appreciate it maybe in a different way. But, or, or to different levels of connectedness with it, but it's, it's a story that transcends it all, yeah. but it doesn't, it doesn't, um, disrespect any of it in yeah. any way. You know, it's, you know, it's done in a very fucking,
1: well, I appreciate all the help way. that you gave me, man, because I, I mean, just as a soundboard and, uh, you know, a, a, a sanity soundboard, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like I said before, there was a time period where I went about four months where I actually had to go see the doctor because there was so much crazy shit going on with me, like yeah. health wise, that it just came down to sleep and food and maybe doing some bunch of things I shouldn't be doing um, to keep myself going, you know? And like, it's, it's uh, really takes a toll on you um, physically, emotionally. Um,
0: you so, know. and it's passionate and yeah. uh, obsessive. You know, and I'm not saying also, it in a bad word, but it's as as into your projects as you get. Like, there's, there's gonna be some level of that.
1: But yeah. this one, particularly, you know, was a little bit different. Is because it's too close to me. Yeah. Like it, this, all this stuff, music-wise, is very close to me, because I didn't want it to be a bad representation. Of not only the band, but just everything that I find important in sure. my lifestyle, because I know a lot of other people like you and, and so many other people out there f- feel the same way. We're all we're all like minded people and in lifers, yeah, and in lifers. Um, yeah, lifers in that sense. And and be to be completely honest, I hate like you know I don't really like like you know I don't live hardcore and talk hardcore constantly So But but what that, what my time in in that in the scene and everything that came along with it is is kind of created you know my social you know network and 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 um my 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 now kind of led to my work you know in a lot of ways um because there's a lot of people in very high music and entertainment places that grew up on diy punk rock hardcore music it's insane
0: i know and 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 not only just in the music industry but like all over i think there's like like i say there's there's something about it that is so different than any other kind of music and it's not even just talking about the music itself it's the scene around it and w- maybe it's the people that attracts or 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 once you're in it like the the accessibility of everything it's like more like no dude you don't need anyone else to do this you can just do it yourself yeah. and then and then you do but then you know, and at first it's a hobby, like everyone, like people start zines and it's a hobby. And then people start record labels as a hobby, put their friends like record out or put your own record out yeah. or you do this and that. And then it starts getting a little more serious, more serious, more serious. And all of a sudden now that's your fucking job. Or that's yeah. how you live in or, you know, like, you know, like, or even indirectly for me, like, you know, like this is my world, like, you know, and so you know, and I tried, I did other shit that mm-hmm. I thought was cool. Like, you know, and I did it, I did it. And I was like, at some point I was like, no, this I can't be in the fucking regular world, dude. Like, yeah. and then, so I made my own little worlds yeah. and that's where I live. You know what I mean? And you know, a motorcycle shop's not, not directly related to hardcore, but it is to me like, you know what I mean? Or, or yeah. the tattoo shop, like these are all things that were yeah you know, fringe
1: us, culture. Niki, yeah. And it's just, and now that that fringe culture has gotten big enough, there's a opportunity there for a lot of people to have businesses within it catering to those people. Yeah. And it, that just add, it adds a whole nother layer of like, just coolness because it's, I mean, you don't do a lot of contracts in hardcore music. <laughs> it's yeah, not like, yeah. you don't have to like, it's, it's just pretty simple, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's uh, a, it's an interesting, uh, uh, genre of music to yeah. come up in.
0: Yeah. Cause I've, I feel like it, spring springboards people into different career paths or different pathways but the commonality is kind of people forging their own way
1: right it it, it teaches you at least it taught me and we've talked about this too it's like it really just instills this like diy ethic yeah that you can do almost anything as long as you really work hard at it and do it the way you want to do and if you can't get it done you know, at least you tried doing it the way you wanted to and somebody didn't like, you know, manufacture it too. It's like, you yeah, you work with your hands. You're like, you're working, You're. you're it's, a, it's, a, it's a It's a. trade, you know. It's, we've talked about this too. It's like a, a lost. Working with your hands is like going away in this, not only in this country, but in this world. Yeah,
0: but you I know. feel like it's starting to come back because yeah. there's a lot of people with college degrees and no jobs and there's a lot of people in trade unions that are cleaning yeah. up and doing pretty well yeah. for themselves and Absolutely. Don't, don't have student loans and crazy shit to deal with, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, man. So so, uh, you know, it got picked up by Showtime, and then it got picked up. You know, the other the European stuff. Uh, the Sky Sky, Sky
1: Sky Network, and which is is uh, is it's a really big network, but it's it's all over Europe. But yeah, uh, the Sky Network in the UK, which is Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and England. Yeah, and all British military bases uh, picked it up for streaming um, and broadcast for. Uh, Three years. Wow. Yeah. It will be done with Showtime this December, unless they decide to renew it. So, and if not, a end, it will end up on something else. I don't know.
0: Is it still on their on demand?
1: It's on. Still on their demand. They're still broadcasting it. Um, it still shows up for once in a while. Um, I st- you still see get the reports and stuff. Um, and it's it's December eleventh is the last date. Yeah. Um, but it's still not on iTunes anymore. It's yeah. not on Amazon. I, I haven't put, back, put it back up on any of that shit.
0: Now, is that what the deal you s- struck with the company in Los Angeles? Is that going to...
1: It's a little different. They're, they're basically the distributors, but the deal I did with them is they're going to be the exclusive sales agent um, and distributor of the film. So it's a, not a traditional distribution deal where you, know, you just give them the film, and then hopefully they give you a minimum guarantee. They call it MG, like a minimum guarantee, and then usually you never get more money than that. It's like, you know, they back this again. Oh, we did this. It cost this. And you had to get these dubs and just, it's like a constantly in the negative, you know? Yeah. And I didn't want that. So, um, I did a much different deal, um, where they essentially are, excuse me, uh, selling it, um, all over the world in different territories and, um, uh, looking for opportunities, but they have an exclusive on it. So their, their deal is to sell it. To in Germany, the Czech Republic, Sweden, France, all these places on TV networks. Okay. Um, and then streaming networks as far as, and that's called SVOD. Um, it's called a streaming video on demand. And then there's TVOD, which is transactional video on demand. And that's your iTunes, uh, your, um, you know, your Amazon, sure. um, you know, Google that you can download things and own a Vimeo. Um, I kept all those rights and, um, I, I just haven't put it up yet. Um, I'm still bitter about it and last year, but, um,
0: so, so if you don't mind, if yeah. you, I, I don't want to bring up uh, bad memories, but I, any chance for you to, to, to bad mouth someone, I, it's like, you know, I,
1: it, if I have a, it's voice, a rare thing, no,
0: no, but you know, maybe there's, maybe there's a uh, someone out here that knows someone involved in all that and you know, whatever. But, um, you know, it it's weird because things were going so good, man, and you're getting so much steam and momentum and you know, you had the showtime, you had you know, all this stuff picking it up and uh you know, it did so good in all the film festivals. Um and then then you you got you got fucked, you know what I mean? And, and you know, if you what happened? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um there's a really great uh interview I did with Forbes magazine that explains it. Yeah. pretty in depth but the the what it basically boils down to is since i owned my film and i kept all the digital rights the tvod stuff and sold the streaming to showtime and sky i could put this film up on all the transactional sites i wanted and i decided instead of signing a deal with a traditional distributor and then never you know getting a small amount of money and then than them backing me against the wall for the next 20 years saying, oh, this costs this, you know, you have to recoup this. and that." I decided I want to do things differently. And there's a couple sites um, that basically take your film and will put it up on the TVOD sites. The reason why they have to do that is because none of the TVOD sites allow independent filmmakers um, to put up their own stuff. So there's companies out there, there's five approved in the world, That now there's four. I think there's three now. Oh, another Um, one? Yeah, they're they're all doing the same thing. It's hopping into everybody. Um, They basically, their motto is, you know, we put the power back in the filmmakers' hands. And they, you know, they have, you pay them X amount of dollars. In my case, it was about $15,000. And what they do is they put it in different languages. They basically are glorified quality control package house that they take it to all of the platforms and give it to them exactly the way that they normally get it. So they, all they have to do is take the files and plug it in and it works and everything's great. Um, And what they do is, is you pay them a fee or a percentage based on who is the one doing it. My case, the company that I hired, they were called distributor, not distributor, distributor. And then their parent company is called go digital. They pursued me extremely hard for a good year. I would get weekly calls Hey, and you know, just checking in, seeing if you're interested in doing this. We really think it'd be a great opportunity for you. We, and then they changed their tune to, we just, we want your film. We want this on the platform. What do we have to do to make it happen? Blah, blah, blah. They cut me all these crazy deals. And I finally said, okay, I'll do it. And the deal was, um, the, after the first six months, well, they collect all your revenue too, by the way. They collect it all, but they don't take a percentage because I decided to go against better judgment from other people and do a percentage base. I decided to pay them a flat fee and then they collect my money and then hand it over to my account. There's nothing. I take the risk, not them. What they did is they told me that after six months I would get my first payment. And then after that, it would be quarterly. Ooh. I guess it could have been worse, worse drinks, right? Yeah. Yeah. We,
0: we, we, <laughs> truth, we, truth, a down steel, soldiers,
1: yeah. watermelon steel reserve just <laughs> fell on the ground and it's just slowly such, trickling such out.
0: Such a gross color too.
1: <laughs> so, you know, I put it, I decided to go with them and they put it, they, they put it up and they were, you know, going to pay me after six months. So the first month, the first week, if went to like the number one music film, not in the U S in the world. And, I was like, holy shit, I made the right decision. And then it started climbing. And then it had like on iTunes, it was like it had its own, uh, you know, banner ad, which I didn't pay for. That just, they put that on because it was doing so well. And when that happens, the, the idea is if you get your film into the top hundred of iTunes, which is only based on analytics, or I'm convinced maybe grease in a palm here and there. I don't know how it works, but Um, regardless, I'm very grateful that mine got up there because I still, to this day, don't think it did the sales that I think there was somebody behind there pushing the buttons and going, Oh, I love AF, you know, just one of those people that we talked about, but I don't, I can't confirm that, but regardless, it had to be doing really, really well. So it became the number one film, a music film. And then it came the number 23 documentary in the United States. And then it came, became the number three documentary in Germany and other parts of Europe. And, That right there, it was just, it's one thing to have a music film, which is a sub-zonder, but documentary is a huge genre. And once you get into that hundred on iTunes, there's only, at that time, there was only a hundred that would show up in the queue that you could scroll through. So those are the ones that come up. After that, you have to type in and dig for it. So you have automatic sales because most people don't dig for shit on iTunes. They just see what's presented to them. God, that looks good. I'll take that. So when you have a banner... People are just going through Click and going, oh shit, guy, chest, tattoo, what's that, a prison movie? Oh, badass, yeah, I'll take that. So people that don't even know the film are going after it. And then the people that do are like, this is really cool, and they want to support it. Long story short, uh, I went to get my payment, it was two days before, I think, uh, two or three days before I was to be paid my big giant slump sum uh, from iTunes, six-month sales, Amazon, six-month sales, Google Play, six-month sales, Voodoo, six-month sales. Yeah,
0: and, and the important thing is that this is the initial
1: six-month sales. This is the first the, six months. The, that is your biggest thing no matter yeah. what. And given my him got number one, it was not a small amount of money. Yeah. I got a phone call from a dude that used to work there, and he said, hey, Ian. I become friends with him. I use that word loosely, friends. He said, I just got to give you a heads up. Get your money as fast as you can. They're going under. I'm like, what? He said, get your money out of there now. He goes, a lot of crazy shit's going on. Just get it. Well, I tried to do that. I started hearing things. And then I started hearing the really saying what's going on. Evidently, these pieces of shit had um, not paid a lot of people. And some filmmakers started getting really pissed off. No phone calls, you know, getting answered, no emails. So they went down to the place in L.A. And they knocked on the door to realize there was no one there anymore. These guys closed up shop and left. Now they left with 4,000 titles, just like mine, and not paying anybody. And they were big guys, man. So they basically hired a, a company that's a, um, a liquidation company, so they wouldn't have to claim bankruptcy. And the company basically took over their assets and then they're paying off debts and then whatever money is left over gets dispersed amongst all the filmmakers. There's no fucking money. They yeah. took it all. And to recover that money is extremely difficult. I mean, there's, they screwed over. In 2018 alone, I was told that they brought on 1,100 films just that year alone. Now, if each film is paying them, say, $2,000, not even my $15,000, $2,000, that's significant money, you know? And not to mention the 4,000 titles that they're collecting revenue on, not to mention just the money that is the fee to get on the site and have them do the work. Because you remember, they're collecting all these titles. They collected, there was two films I know of that were owed over a million and a half dollars and didn't get paid. Yeah, And... The thing is, too, when you have a company like the films like that, the first money that's dispersed, if any at all, is going to go to them.
0: Yeah, because they were with such huge amounts of volume, uh, money. Yeah. I mean, the same thing happened with my record label years ago. No, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, We had a distributor, distributor went out of business. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what are you doing? I mean, you can show
1: up. Yeah, sure. You can show up at somebody's house with a baseball bat. But honestly, what the hell is that going to do? It's not going to get you your money. It's not going to get you money. But the fact of the matter is, these dudes ripped me, ripped me off. Yeah. They and the thing is, I am convinced that they knew they were going under, and they were looking, grasping at straws, or who can we bring in, you know, before we go under? Because they were so adamant. Yeah. They, and they were so focused on me coming in. Yeah. Like, and, and and they were so like just non, like just going after me and relentless. And now in you know hindsight, I'm like they were pushing awful hard for me to come in. I think they knew what they were doing. I think it was calculated.
0: Yeah, they they knew so they saw that your film was getting yeah. like, you know, a lot of attention. And
1: who's this guy know? Who's he going to yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then so they were probably probably approaching a lot of people that they saw making some noise mm-hmm. and like get all this stuff in, make yep. all the money we can and bounce the fuck out.
1: I mean, I I I I I don't know. All I know yeah. is that um it was a very 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 uh it's a very sick feeling to be like robbed like that and in and, and fucking plain sight. You know? And I, I know that there was some filmmakers that lost their shit. Um and I know that the attorney general was was reached out to. I was told that um some people reached out to the FBI. Um because we're talking like we're talking millions upon millions of dollars. You said there's
0: two titles that's three million dollars alone between yeah. the two, you know, never mind. And that's only two uh Two to, um, filmmakers out yeah. of how many thousands? You yeah, know?
1: exactly. And then not only that, but then think of the aftermath. Now, filmmakers, you put everything into your film. When you're doing stuff independently, most filmmakers are, you know, I have the luxury of being my job and what I do. Yeah, A but lot of filmmakers don't.
0: I know, but you might not say this about yourself or whatever, but, like, I know that you put a lot of your own personal, like, I know you had a GoFundMe and you had different things oh, yeah. in different ways, but I know you put a lot, Oh. Personally, of your own money, I put a ton in. of Of your own money, yeah, into yeah. and, and to making sure that the film got done and mm-hmm. and putting it in because it's you know, there's only so many times you can
1: ask people for money. Yeah, exactly. There's only, and, there's only so many times, and and also it's like I just don't like asking people for money.
0: Oh, I hate that. Shit. I hate
1: it. I hate the feeling of it. I hate like, I just I, I would rather just like you know eat ramen, not tell anybody and just, you know, have the money, you know, whatever it takes. Like, I just don't like asking for money. Luckily I had a really, really amazing guy helping me out. His name is Scott Keys who early on the film really saved, saved the film from just ever not coming out. Um, and and very generous man, very cool guy. He became the executive producer. But, um, you know, when it comes to like these guys ripping me off, you know, what I was trying to say a second ago was that, you know, think of the, 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 filmmakers that are like right out of college. Right. And they max out a credit card on top of their you know, student loans. And, you know, they spent 10 grand on this like, student film and they're getting no money and they can't pay it back. They not even a little bit that, you know, in a year's time, that 10 grand is like 22,000, you know? And like, it's just, it's just a bad situation all around or how you look at it. Um, but it's taken me quite a while to be able to just, it took me months to be able to even talk about it. I was so angry. Like I, I couldn't even, I'll be honest that day I literally left the studio. I started laughing. I went outside, I started laughing. And, uh, and then the wave of emotion came on after it was like, what has just happened because it, it, I had no way of paying back the money anymore. Like, and that is something I pro- made a promise. I promised the investor. I said, I would pay you back. I said, i I, I you have my word. Like you will be paid back. I, I can't promise how quickly, but I, I mean, I'll never go on a vacation again, you know, not that I go on vacations, but like I'll never go on a vacation. I'm like, I'll, I'll drive, I'll ride my bike instead of, you know, picking up, you know, buying a car. Um, but it's just, me and I mean, I fuckers, fuckers, man. Fuckers. <laughs>
0: yeah. So if you know anyone that There's works, a special for them. place in hell for <laughs> yeah, fuckers yeah, yeah. like that, man. Like, yeah, that's <clears> just <throat> taking advantage of a lot of people, man. And, 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 you know, that's just straight scumbag shit. But, you know, the thing about it is, just like anything else, like you know, that's a huge fucking blow. Yeah. But you know, you're still going.
1: Yeah, exactly, and that's the thing is too, is like, you know, I get that letter the other day or that little note, just a small note. It wasn't a letter. It was like a note with a a, a couple of cool little things in it that Paul sent me, and it's just, it just was like, thanks for never giving up and keep on going or something like that. I have the note actually in the car, but like, it's just little things like that. and like, you know, it's small, but it really makes me feel like. That's a big thing, you know. People, yeah. people recognize that I put a lot into it and sacrificed a lot.
0: And the crazy thing is, though, and I think this alludes to something you said earlier. Like you said, there's not a lot of contracts in hardcore. You know, it's a lot of shits like handshakes or yeah. You know, like you know, like War Machine with Bridge Nine. Like Chris is like, yeah, put that out and fuck yeah, dude. Like we don't.
1: There's no like Chris. Song. Yeah, this thing is too. Like Chris, I mean, I I knew there was a market to do it. You know, Blu-ray. I knew we could do something with it and be kind yeah. of cool. I and mean, that's the cool thing is, too, is, is you know, the, it did really well. It's done very, very well. And Chris came in and, and uh, you know, took a huge risk because I know that other people and his partners were just like, a DVD, Blu-ray, man, it's yeah. not going to, come on, man. Nobody's doing that anymore. And I'm like, him and I both were like, nah, this will do it. Yeah, We can do it. I mean.
0: Well, I think a lot of people you know, in the range age range that are like, you know, would appreciate it. Like are still probably Dude, DVD. You, dudes. Have, you have any dudes. I, <laughs> yeah. I get, I
1: get literally like five a week, six a week, seven a week I mean, five, six a day. People asking me for Blu-ray like DVDs. Do you still have DVDs? I'm like, I didn't make DVDs. I have a Kickstarter one. It's way more expensive than a regular DVD. Yeah. You know, I, I can't sell it for cheaper because it'd be really not cool to the people that, you know, funded the film. Sure. You know, yeah. with, and uh, so I got to sell it for that price. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a collector's thing, but you know, oh my God, I get, I get, yeah. I, I I had one dude ask me if I had VHS. <laughs> I had, I had one or two dudes ask me, you know, like, come on, come yeah. on. Man. Like, yeah. He's like, no, I just like the way it looks. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. All right, analog, all right. Yeah, all right. we get the
0: weird, there's all the people now like cassettes are a big thing again and were, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. But you know, the thing is, it's like. As much as it sucks, but this was like your first film to go that far, and it's just you know another learning experience. Like we, it sucks that we can't take the hardcore sensibility of like word is bond and trust, uh, you know. And you know, you know, of course, there's been scumbags in the hardcore scene that have fucked people over in the past and years, but by and large, you know, more often than not, it's that's not the case. People stand up, so it sucks, and it's like sucks that you got to go through life once you get out of like the shelter of our world into the general business world, yeah. you know, and it's like, all right, now you, now you got to lawyer up and fucking watch out for all these motherfuckers. Like you can't trust nobody, dude. Like that shit, that's a harsh reality of the world, man. Yeah. And
1: I, just, I can sit here and like, and I try not to like, you know, talk about it too much or bring it up too much, but it, you yeah. know, it, it is something that when I do talk about it with, you know, I tend to talk about it openly with, with closer friends. Cause I get asked about sure. a lot, but like um, it, it's, it's definitely, you know, it's a blow, but at the same time, I don't know if I would be doing what I'm doing right now if it hadn't happened. Yeah. And that's, that's the only thing that kind of keeps me sane is if this hadn't happened and this hadn't happened, then maybe that wouldn't happen. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy where I'm at right now and what's going on. Um, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have traded it to do, to do it this way. Like to like what I'm like, I think I'm the first punk rock guy to ever get in Forbes magazine. Probably. Yeah and I'm not, a, I'm probably the poorest guy to ever get into Ford magazines but they <laughs> yeah, did a whole feature, you know, it's like, it's like, I don't, it's its just a weird thing, but like, um, that, that alone, that never would have happened. I, I never would have met all these people that I, I, I met some really great people, you know, along this whole journey of making this thing. And, um, you know, I've also learned quite a bit about, um, you know, my boundaries and what I'm willing to do what I'm willing not to do and, and what I have to stand up for when it comes to, my sensibilities as a as a storyteller, um, it's it's given me a lot of confidence in a lot of areas, you know, um, but it's it, it's done its thing. I think it's I I'm very proud that I think it's gonna. I'm very proud that it's gonna stand. this I think it will stand the test of time for quite a while. Yeah, man. Um, and it will last a while doing its thing.
0: But, yeah. Fuck but, yeah, man. So yeah, so, dude, I'm. I know you had talked about earlier, maybe talking about some clips or something, some audio clips. Is that something you want to bring up? or You want to fucking
1: yeah, skip it. Yeah, skip I mean, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this, this, this is so much. I mean, I I I I, I It's like one of those things. Where like I'm, I'm actually gonna um, be releasing something for the film before Christmas. Um it's a couple cool little things, because the thing is, it's like. It just, I have to kind of like let this thing do its thing. And then I got to move on and start doing some other stuff. So it's like, um, it's just, it's been years of focusing on this thing. I know right now that I'm never going to, I don't think I'm ever going to do a film like this again, meaning I'm not going to self finance again. I'm, I just, I don't think I can do that. Like I, I, it's, it was too difficult. Like maybe some small stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but
0: but hopefully you don't have to now, because now you've kind of shown and proved that you could do something. Yeah. And then yeah. you get a, a, now you get more people that might not be so, might not be so dismissive next time.
1: I Oh well, yeah. But I also say that now, but at the same time, like I might end up getting obsessed by this one idea, which yeah. I'm obsessed by one idea right now. And I'm, I'm finding myself spending way more money on development than I decided I was going to spend. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> Even
0: so, though 30 seconds ago, I just said, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> yeah, I, mean,
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, I just bought an archive um, from this dude, you know, access to this archive. And um, whew, holy shit, if I can make a movie out of this, this would be something else. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a long time between... You know the the idea in finding out what kind of footage is there and connections of people that are willing to talk about certain things and stuff like that. Sure, it's like this whole thing, and it takes quite a long time. And then once you have all that all together, you take it to somebody and attach somebody to it that potentially has influence or can can bring in a budget, and you want to work with it too. That's the other thing. Um, I luckily have in the last couple of years because of this film have met some of you know the, the best people I think I've ever met in my whole life um and they happen to be like now i'm working with and um they've done some pretty big shit (laughs) so it's cool you know i can learn from them
0: um yeah man you know yeah no and and you know everything's every like you said like even though you go through some shit that's like a punch in the fucking face it's what you take out of it what you learn from it like that's just sometimes you need a punch in the face to put you on a different path or a different trajectory that brings yep. you to where you really need to be. Mm-hmm. So you got to look at everything as like. Got to pivot. You got to pivot. You got to yep. you got to you got to fucking hustle and fucking yep. shake and fucking jive and just fucking gotta, move around. You got
1: to look at your surroundings and you got to pivot. And yeah. If it if it works, cool. Um, if not, try something else. Like yeah. I just can't. I can't. I can't sit still like long enough. Even though I don't go anywhere, I stay in my fucking house. I can't sit still. I'm, I mean, I'm. Just like physically, I'm like constantly moving back and forth and pacing and thing. I, I mean, I do this late at night half the time. It's just, yeah. I'll, I'll wake up and I'll, I have a notepad right next to my bed because I'll wake up and I'll sit there for a second and I'll think of something and I'll write a list down and I'll write this down. It could be the day of tomorrow's list or it could be this next film idea I have or this new you know audio doc idea I have. Well,
0: there's something to be said about that too that like sometimes when, you know, that old adage, you know, let me sleep on it. it There's something to it because, you know, you're processing stuff at a different level yeah. when you're in sleep and then you wake up and the and same with me, man. Like sometimes I wake up, you know, like, you know, oh you gotta write something, you gotta write something for the lyrics or whatever and you wake up and it's like you got half a song in your fucking head. And you gotta scrambling to find the paper to write it down, or or you got an idea for, you know, a business idea or some or something else and it's like, Or a
1: t shirt design. Yeah, like some shit it just it comes be. out in the middle yeah. of the
0: Middle of the night, your brain's working on some shit, and you wake up, and you're like, oh, shit, I got to do it. Or something to be said about movement, too. Like, I get up, I go to the gym, and then when I'm at the gym, I think of a bunch of shit.
1: Yeah, that's something I got
0: to do. And by the end of the day, I'm not thinking about shit. I'm just trying to fucking oh. persevere. But, like, at the beginning of the day, you know, like, you know.
1: I got to go to the gym, man. I, uh, that's one thing I let go. Like, even though I've lost more weight in the past, like, yeah, a couple months, you know, but
0: god damn moving heavy shit around definitely helps i don't know yeah. what it is about it but yeah definitely you know like were, when when the gym was closed uh with the, for covid stuff uh, and i was going into the forest every day mm-hmm. and hiking was awesome yeah. and it was cool and it was like mellow and you know you know and it was physical but um you know it was definitely head clearing and it was good to be alone you know in the the woods yeah the the, the uh haunted uh bridgewater triangle freetown forest you know but you know i didn't see i never saw any wacky shit. you see some wacky shit like scribed in the trees or like fucking weird shit but you know like whatever um i don't know like i need to like go to the gym gym like now that the gym's back open i feel so much better like you know and and i don't know what it is you know it's just i don't know if it's just caveman shit like leftover caveman dna or something like i don't know what it is but it, it feels so much better like lifting and I'm uh, able to deal with stress better from
1: that. Well, I mean, everybody's, you got to do what's, what's going to make you feel good every day. I, I mean, my thing, honestly, like I was saying, writing lists, I write so many fucking lists and like, and I, what makes me feel good is crossing off things. Yeah. And and that for me is like a really good day. If I can get (laughs) through and I have like over half of my stuff that I wanted to do done. I never hit all of it, but I come close and like, I try to hit it all and knock it off as throughout the day and but the gym is just just can't i can't fit it in
0: yeah no it's it's tough like um i gotta do it before work or it's not gonna happen yeah like i gotta do it i get up feed my dogs take them out i go right to the gym luckily my gym is right in between my house and chop ahead yeah because and then otherwise i feel like a piece of shit if i walk if i drive because i gotta drive right by and it's like the drive of shame if i missed it yeah you know what i mean so there's has been account- running for I mean, accountability. I, I, there, you know.
1: I've been running for for years, and and like I, I I like running. I mean, well, I say that, but I really don't. But yeah, I, I you know, the road I live on, I mean, I've been almost hit like twice. And I, I you know, I think about it. I'm listening to myself, I'm making up excuses for not going to the gym. But like the fact of the matter is, you know, it's just something that I, I do got to get working on. That yeah. Well,
0: you ain't you ain't going to the gym anytime soon. Just. Yeah, you need
1: we need this shit to blow. up. Yeah, yeah. When I see <laughs> when I say gym, I mean workouts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I need yeah, yeah. to the fucking gym. Yeah, like yeah. fuck
0: that. that I like, was like fucking yeah. three months of strong arm to get you to come here. Let's <laughs> just I'll stay away, <laughs> yeah. man. I don't. Yeah, um, it's gonna be even worse, man. When you get your studio done in your backyard. You yeah, know? you know you're never gonna leave. The, I know the, it's uh, kind of cool. The McFarland compounds.
1: I'm excited about <laughs> it, man. <laughs> it's hopefully everything go through. It's gonna be for real. It's gonna be a real thing. Um I've met with a couple builders and. Um, I mean, Hey, I mean, I, I'd love to do it. We'll see if I can make it happen. It's just, it depends on money and things like that. Like, you know, yeah, isn't everything.
0: Hey, but even like Gallo was talking about that. He's, he's, uh, he, um,
1: he built a nice place building
0: his art studio in his backyard. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, like I said, I've, I, I gotta, I know a you guy got an, a You a contract.
1: Got, I mean, this is like having this, I mean, God damn it. I, I mean, I don't even build bikes and I wish I had this. Like I just make shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know what it is, though? And then the problem is this is going to sound really horrible, and and this is no disrespect to any, like, regular customer of Chopperhead or whatever. Yeah. I liked it so much better when we were just a fabrication shop and we could shut the door. Yeah. But having a showroom yeah. and a parts counter and all that, yeah. it's important. Yeah. And I love it. And it, it creates a sense of, like, I don't know, for lack of a better word, community around motorcycle stuff. It's a place for people to go or whatever. But it's such like, it's a double-edged sword because now you're tethered to it. Like before, we could just shut the doors and go take a ride, and it didn't matter because you know we weren't, we were just a fabric we were building bikes and shipping them, Mm -hmm. or whatever. And now having that, it's like you got to be here, you got to have regular hours and whatever, and so you're a little more, you're a little more chained to it. but yeah, I don't even know how we got on the. Yeah, but it's just the, yeah, I mean, you know, I man. So just, I don't get as much time in the back making shit. Is that's what I mean? And yeah. it's like running, just more running the whole business. You know what I mean? It sucks.
1: It just looks cool as shit, man. Like it, there's, a, there's just see, there's just nobody that is obviously people that aren't here. But like it, there's like just bike after bike after bike up on a lift. Three of them on lifts. The other ones just sitting down. Look bad. It just looks badass as hell, man. It's like yeah. cool as hell. And you guys are working with your hands. I've always really. You know this. We've talked about this. I've always really admired people building bikes. I've always, it's a, it's a, it's a form of of art. My father actually built a Triumph. I've told you this. Yeah, my father showing me the pictures. Yeah, my father built a Triumph in our fourth our fourth story apartment when I was a kid. When I was, I think I was my first two years of my life. My father built a Triumph on the uh, kitchen table, uh, the living, uh, the uh, coffee table in living room. So, like, there's, there's like, I think there's, like, pictures of me, like, crawling around with, like, this Triumph sitting right in the middle (laughs) of the the, fourth floor. He had have, like, you know, those pictures. I showed you the pictures of, like, his neighbors, like, helping him get it out, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: It, it pictures. There's got to be a picture of you somewhere, like rolling over like of like a pod or oh, something, yeah, yeah. or like I'll guarantee. exhaust pipe or yeah, some shit. You know yeah. what I mean, fucking around, like. But, but yeah, yeah and, and and that was the crux of the chop-ahead DVDs. It was like yep. focusing on
1: those guys, not yeah. not big shots, the backyard builder,
0: the, the, yeah, the guy, the home
1: builder. I still want to do something, man. I know I, I, I know. I still, I still, I watch st- every time I see a fucking bike show. I'd be like, ugh, like man, we could have done this so much cooler. Like, they're so they're so fucking
0: corny, cool oh, Most of them. God, man. And it, and it's all drama and wow. and you know you've been on the ride. There's all these fucking people. Like how many times have we been reached out to about this shit? Oh and my then god! It's always the same story. Oh, you guys are like we love what you do. We love you guys. What you are doing? Blah blah blah. Yep. Oh, let's let's develop a pilot. And, and then they then give the you pilot a fucking comes, script. and then it's, it's a fucking like script. everything we don't do. Yeah. And it's like no, you don't. Like you're just looking for some fucking lunkhead to yeah. fill a fucking. No, you, yeah. you say this, and you say
1: like, what, what? I remember that you, first one. I was you heard like, like, me? Like
0: I'm not a fucking actor, you know, man. Don't I'm,
1: fucking give me lines. I remember that first time. <laughs> those dudes. Remember those dudes? I was like, I was like, what is this? I was like, <laughs> they, they gave you a fucking script for this. And I was uh, like, yeah. I was like, dude, <laughs> don't do that. No hell no. No 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 no. And
0: that's what I said. I'm like, I ain't a fucking actor. No god. But, God. you know, and that's what the thing is is like anything that you see that's reality TV is not fucking reality, you know? Yeah. It's, they all, and I get it. They Wait till
1: you th- work in reality TV once in a while. Like, I, the shit I, I mean, I didn't work a ton of it, but like I, I did a little bit here and there. And um, yeah, that is not really oh, my world, no, <laughs> man. I am not down with that. It's like uh, just, just some of it. Like, as a
0: documentary, Maker, that's going to be such an affront to oh. your sensibilities as, like, a storyteller. It's like...
1: There's only one way to... And the other is, too. There's very few ways to edit those shows. Like, it's... There's those... Sh- I mean, I, I, I find myself watching those shows when I'm traveling on the road in a hotel room and, like, I put on the TV, right?
0: Because that's all that's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I watch
1: them, and I every time it affirms to me, like, what the fuck is yeah. this? And, like, I just... But I find myself binge-watching them because <laughs> they, they're like a drug, man. They, they yeah, keep yeah. you going. But the thing is, it's like... You can tell this manufactured drama because I mean the first cue for me is usually hearing sentences like that that are that are cut together and you can tell that they took different words from different sentences to make that sentence yeah, and yeah. and you can't see them on the screen say that, but you see them doing something else that would work to that. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. It's like
0: And yeah. it's all the same format. It's like, all right, we're gonna cut to a scene and two people are gonna argue and then we're gonna cut to an uh, interview with this person later yeah. and they're gonna talk about it. Yeah. And it's like <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, Whatever. I, I'm so glad we never did one of those. I'm too,
1: man. Because, you know, when, when, when you guys would do those DVDs, the thing I liked about it was very, you know. It wasn't very, about us. It was about the scene. In the. and Well, in no, it was about screen. just doing the most stupid, dangerous shit I've ever seen anyone do. Like, I. I oh, yeah. Well, the that, shit that the, you guys uh, did. Our segments
0: even, are stupid. Yeah.
1: Stupid. <laughs> I don't even know if stupid is right. I, <laughs> that's the right way to describe it. Is like more like, I, I, I the sh- There was all the shit that didn't go on film is the shit that was like, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) like,
0: dude, there's still, and I know we talked about this. There is a missing DVR tape or whatever they are. There's a missing tape that I cannot find that has some of the funniest, dumbest shit. You told me that. Yeah. Like when we stole the gurney out of the, out of the, out of the, um, I wasn't there for that. We stole a We stole a a, a gurney out of the back of a, um, out of the back of an ambulance at some event somebody somebody
1: died that night because there was
0: no gun yeah, in yeah. <laughs> there. and we hooked it up and we were taking it over jumps on choppers there was all kinds of crazy shit but there was so much footage that we're, I remember it was such a fun time and
1: I I, I the fireworks taped to that dude's helmet that oh night. that's yeah I, 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 I still to this day can't believe that dude didn't blow up i mean he had <laughs> like he had like real like rockets oh like, no we did there they was not bottle rockets. There, there was, was like all rockets. of
0: us. We had the, we had mortars taped yeah. to our helmets, and we were riding around yeah. and and, play, and jousting with it. And shit, I don't. I don't, don't remember. There's so much shit that. There's a lot of shit, as much dumb shit as there are on those things on yeah. those DVDs. There was a lot of shit that was a lot a of great not stuff filmed. Too. And there was a yeah, there was a lot of shit that was filmed, and we said, nah, don't throw that in. And there was a lot of shit that wasn't even filmed that was like, <laughs> <laughs> but thank fucking God. And and it's funny because you know we're older now, and you know into different things, and like you know like I'm pretty active in stuff around here. And I always get people like, man, you should run for something locally. And I'm like, no, there's, this, I can give you four good reasons why yeah. I, I am not ever going to run for anything. Chopper no. head one, chop head two, <laughs> yeah, yeah. chopper head three and chopper head four. <laughs> yeah. Like I would be totally decimated in the court, the court of public opinion. Yeah. If any of that shit came yeah. out, you know, but you know, I'll put my money into people I believe in and, and act silently behind the scenes, you know? Yeah. Um, but dude, man, what, what else, what else is going on?
1: Um, that's, that's not a, a ton other than that, I mean, I'm um, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, like I said, I'm developing a couple, you know, new things um, that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, but other than that, you know, I've been spending a lot of time uh, watching a lot of documentary series, um, and listening to a lot of, like I said earlier, really like a lot of audio documentary, um, you know, series. And um, I haven't been reading as much as I want to. And I've been spending a lot of time with my kids. Um, yeah. And my wife, Um, I mean, we're all kind of, you know, we venture out, you know, quite often. I don't like, you know, I don't walk to my house. I'm like that. I don't want to make everybody think I'm like
0: something.
1: (laughs) But like, uh, you know, we keep, you know, well,
0: yeah, there's plenty of outdoor
1: places. I'm, I'm just not just traveling in anywhere. No, yeah. I'm not going traveling anywhere. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going. I'm not going in to go eat a restaurant. I'm not really interested in that. Like, yeah, um, but you know, I can tell you one of the th- things that we have been doing a lot is, is spending a lot more time cooking and a lot more things, learning how to do things that we never knew how to do before. That's just pretty cool. Like I bought a fucking ice cream maker, right? And I was uh, I, I I went out back in I want to say like
0: making kale ice cream.
1: No better. <laughs> yeah, I went out to, uh, you know, uh, FOMU, yeah, that ice cream place in Austin. No. It's all vegan ice cream, right? Okay. And uh, made with coconut. They made a fucking recipe book and put it right on the friggin' counter of all their recipes and how to make them. It's the weirdest shit. So I bought it. I bought an ice cream maker and we've been making ice cream. Like, it's exact. Yeah. Exact. So.
0: But it's like coconut-based ice cream? Oh, man.
1: Yeah, it's so good. I've been doing that and and um you know like I said watching a lot of you know audio documentaries eating ice cream and yeah. uh you know staying around the house I'm working on my house a lot um I uh I've spent a lot of time this summer uh doing my deck uh with my my good friend of mine and uh right like yesterday I spent the day you know tearing all the paint off the backside of my house and uh yeah man I, I think it's been a
0: good kind of reset for a lot of people like it's it's hard for me to to fully identify it because like i've pretty much worked almost every single day through the whole thing but i know a lot of people who just couldn't you know from because of the nature of their work you know and like and i it seems like for a lot of those people if you did productive shit like like people that did productive shit like did real productive shit like and got into like you know new shit like yeah. um, i know that was the most uneloquent way of saying <laughs> anything ever uh, but but you know
1: but, <laughs> it's the watermelon steel reserves wa- you're well, drinking steel,
0: steel reserve is dumbing me down oh, god um, but um but but you know what i mean like people that chose to be productive whether it was like doing stuff around the house or learning new things like got a lot of stuff done and 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 it was it was like a good reset time um and uh oh. really, yeah, i always right. no, just let him go <laughs> back we'll yeah, yeah, we'll let him go. just cut it out later but um but yeah, man, but there was you know there was a a lot of good could be had from from this like and having that yeah
1: buddy, um I just wait you can just just pause it
0: so. I <laughs> know oh, we just let it roll dude just to mm. see the idiocy of what happens around Unbelievable. here. Unbelievable. Uh but yeah man like you know I, I think it, it, it was good for a lot of people cuz people got more uh reconnected with family or or got to spend a lot of time with their kids or you know yeah. and 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 got to you know do more things and, and you know, I get a little jealous of it, but I also don't because then there's also people that just went fucking crazy because they weren't doing nothing. Well, I think there's there's, there's two
1: types of, you know, people that are are going through those. There's many different types of people. Yeah. Like, like, you know, the biggest one I think is people that have kids and people that don't, um, people that are already, you know, potentially, you know, you know, have sickness that they have to worry about. And there's people that have nothing and may be fine or may not. Yeah. You know, but, um, that being said, you know, I'm taking it pretty seriously. Um, and cause you just don't know, yeah, you know, but the, the cool thing, you know, that, that I've been allowed to do now is just like we said, is like spend more time, I guess just slowing down. Yeah. Um, I think I talked about earlier is that, you know, I just, I don't stop moving. It's something that even my mother said as a kid to slow down, like you calm down, slow down. I, 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 I get hyped like it's almost like a a, a adrenaline boost of like when I get pumped on something like no drugs or nothing needed. I'm just like, you know, excited about a project or an idea I have. And, um, you know, you get get hyped on it. And with, you know, all these things that have happened in the past six months with our world, it's, it's forced, it's forced all of us to slow down. And it's weird because I'm one of those people on vacation that I, I can't turn it off. I try. I try like hell to turn it off. And I don't mean my phone. I just mean everything in your head. My yeah. head. I try like hell to turn it off. It's probably the biggest thing. Like my, my daughter right now is the biggest thing she says says to me. It's like, Dad, is this uh phone time or is this watch a movie with your daughter time? Like I'm like, <laughs> whoa. It's like, cool. It's funny when your kid put you in yeah, check. Yeah, man. She's seven. And it's like, you know, whoa. I was <laughs> like, honey, I was just she's I'm, 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 I'm. Like, I'm, I'm like, Jesus, you okay. um, guys. But it's it's forced me to really slow down. And, you know, almost kind of in a weird way, i and be on a schedule, but I don't know how these fucking days go so fucking fast. It's, I, I feel like this has been like a few months, man. I don't feel like this has been as long as it is. I can't. It's just, I'm not one of those people that's just like, this is, I'm going crazy. I'm not. Like, I'm just, I would like it to be over. Uh, yeah, just like sure. everybody else, but I have... I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm on a, on a different time zone than most people who I'm working with or, or being around. I, I, it's, um, this whole thing has made me like slow down so much that, that I think that, um, it's allowed me to maybe, you know, think about more things about, you know, myself, you no. know, or like, you know, how to, how to make things better or focus on some things, you know, my immediate life, you know? Yeah, I think, man. unfortunately, it's sometimes it's it's events like these that make people, you know, take that time.
0: Well, it's it's definitely, well, I don't know. Um, it's definitely, for lack of a better word, like an odd occurrence, and I don't think in our lifetime again will we ever have a period of time like this where. You're almost forced to to do that,
1: like. Well, I'm going to make sure I do. Like, I, I'm going to force myself to, no matter what.
0: Because- well, I mean, you know, and and you can do it yourself, but I mean, the world, like, yeah. like the country, like, has yeah. been put on a fucking standstill. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. First time I've ever, you know, obviously seen anything. I don't. I can't imagine us ever having like another six months shutdown again, yeah. unless that's just the new normal. You know, now that like anytime there's a. Tree town, baby. Wow. Tree town. Um, you know, and there's a lot of bikes down here. Man. Speed limit in front of the shop is like 30 or 40 miles an hour, too. Like, yeah. no one's been going that. It's been speeding oh, by here. No, no, yeah. No, 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 but, uh, no. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not being a cop. I, I could give a shit less. I'm just saying. I just, love
1: it. You have to state that. Yeah, like, yeah, of
0: course. <laughs> no, but I mean, I don't want to be like, you know, the speed limit is thirty miles an hour in front of my shop. It's like, no, I don't give a fuck. Speed by, I don't give a fuck. But I'm just pointing it out to the to the listeners that might not know. you, you go know? out there and stop your feet. Oh, I don't go know. By. I don't give a shit. I'll fucking egg them on will fucking whatever uh, throw oil on the ground, make it more interesting for you. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. I wasn't being a crotchety person about, uh, sp- with speed enforcement. I was just, I was just giving, you know, just so people know that. Um, but you know, but yeah, man, I don't think we're ever going to see a, a, a thing like this again, you know, like where th- there's this much time that people, have to take advantage of to kind of refocus and reevaluate things and be able to work on stuff that you normally wouldn't cause you don't have time in your, in, in regular daily life. So, um, I coming out of it, it's, it things might be way cooler. I, who knows? You know, I, 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 know. I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I'm not, always, I'm not the usual half full glass guy. You know what I mean? But so that's me. the only way I can keep saying about it is like the hope that,
1: um, we come
0: out of this shit and, and, and are better for it.
1: For the first time in my life, I'm having a really hard time turning on the news.
0: Oh no no no! The mainstream news is such fucking bullshit, dude. Yeah, no, you can't it. watch it. You know, I'm having a really hard time you know, these days. Yeah, on uh, in the whole spectrum of it too, yeah. like you know, like the left or the right side of uh, news, like because we know that they're all partisan now. Um, it's fucking bullshit. But you know what? CDC released its, you know, and this is why the news is fucking bullshit. R- CDC released statistics earlier this week showing how much it's gone down. Mm-hmm. You know, no news outlets are running that. That doesn't scare anybody. That doesn't instill fear in motherfuckers. So they're not going to fucking run that.
1: You know what I mean? Like, I think it's just you got to pay attention to pot where you are more than like a, as country as a whole.
0: In a yeah, lot of ways. yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that's,
1: yeah. that's the only way I think it's going to get. Know, really taken care of uh, yeah. is, is is that kind of attention to detail versus a a whole country in itself. Yeah. I think it needs to be looked at in certain areas. Sure, uh, sure. But I'm not a doctor, and yeah. I'm not like, going about to try to say I know what I'm talking about. But, um, anyways, yeah, I don't even want to talk. Yeah, about yeah, this yeah, shit yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. No, yeah, yeah.
0: So fucking, uh, you got anything? Uh, I know, like I know you've been very involved in music, and yeah. then. You know, like, and then also involved in music through film and whatnot. You got anything going on musically, or any plans uh, for for, uh, for music related? Uh,
1: I have some things I'm working on. Um, yeah, I'm working on a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing you can talk about yet. I mean, yeah, nothing. I have some some things I'm kind of you know I'm doing um, uh, here and there, but um, things that you know it's one of those things where like you know when you when you pick up you know a guitar when you're a kid. At least for me, you never really kind of stop. You have like times you put it down for a while, um, you know, or, or you stop playing when you're playing a band. And that's as what a, I was kind yeah, of a, yeah. There's a whole, whole many other factors to it. Um, I mean, there's different levels of, of factors, you know, coming to play with the level of band you're at, you know. And um, but yeah, as far as music wise, um, I'm I have some things I'm working on with some people, um, pretty excited about, but. Other than that, it's the same old man.
0: All right. Well, you got the exclusive here. He's working on some things with some people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have a couple of friends.
0: I'm working on. Yeah, some I'm yeah, you
1: know. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't have a lot of, uh, I have, I have, I don't have a ton of time. Well, I mean, it, 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 that sounds like a match of contradiction. It's just one of those things where I'm, I'm so focused right now on these other things. Yeah, no, absolutely. On. No, I get it. But, but um, I'll never stop playing, man. I love playing music. I love playing bass. I love playing bass. Um, it's funny it's like uh, yesterday i was uh had to move some stuff and pull out some some old records I needed and um I actually found a whole negative sheet of a show we did in i want to say it was like ninety i want to say it was ninety nine or two thousand one it was one of, it was ninety nine or two thousand one i can't remember which one it was which tour but it's interesting to look back on those photos and I mean, I'm 42 now. I joined the band. I joined Blood for Blood when I was, uh, this was 97 I joined. So I would have been two years in high school. I was just a kid. (laughs) I was just a fucking kid, man. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It was just interesting to find those photos because when you, I'm a very photographic person. I remember a lot. I see a lot in my head and I didn't remember I didn't even think of these, that show, or these yeah, photos yeah. until I saw it. So it was like
0: discovering a little time capsule. Yeah,
1: man. And the thing is, it was cool, too, is because I looked at him, and I was like, it was photos that my brother took. And my brother's a photographer. He's an awesome photographer. And then I remember that whole night. And then I remember everything that came along with it. And I remember everything with my brother. And then the, the days, you know, transpiring after it and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was interesting to just look back on, um, on that just for a couple minutes. You know what I mean? I miss it like fucking crazy yeah.
0: yeah yeah man it's weird like you know and i'm i'm a few years older than you and it's like i don't need to be doing any bands but i fucking feel compelled to yeah i don't want to i, yeah. I really and it sounds like a dicky thing. i'm not saying it in a dicky way i really don't want to add anything else to my life yeah but you gotta some things you just gotta do like you yeah. know are, are I mean? you playing are you, are
1: you guys doing anything right now
0: no i mean with
1: this but, i mean even recording it
0: well, we're supposed to be doing a split seven inch with uh, Apocalypse Tribe, which oh, okay. is a, which is a Corey and a, um, a Carl from uh, Earth Crisis. His, oh wow, his, his, his other band. Mm-hmm. They're kind of along the same same thought lines of, oh. of things in the world, mm-hmm. um, and we got to record. We're gonna uh, record to do some stuff with uh, Warren uh, Pitchfork. Does a uh, split seven inches, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, we're gonna go back and do something that's some point it's just uh with all the shutdown stuff kind of threw a wrench in the works but um you know then but the year prior you know af was out for like 250 or 260 dates so there there wasn't much we could do then um yeah but uh but yeah man yeah we're gonna get back into it sooner or later and then uh trevor from the studio is like he's out working on fishing boats now so it's it's hard to schedule um Talk to schedule
1: studio when time. he comes into port. Yeah, cuz we don't know, you hey, know, you know just what bring I mean? A portable studio yeah, in the port. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys can be like a squash buckle or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, squash buckles. You can do your pirate mm, pirate yes. album.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um uh but yeah, so so the, there's really um so there's just a couple of things at play but we're gonna, we'll get back into it, you It's like you said, there's some things going on with some guys and doing some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> dude I, you know what but not for nothing i was thinking about it because we're coming up on that anniversary i think it was 10 years ago yeah that we went out you know like you blood for blood and you uh, i went out with you guys to to yep. europe that was yep. a fucking yeah. i know a lot of crazy shit happened on that tour yeah. um you know like um you know like uh you know but outside of the crazy stuff yeah. um there's a lot of good times on that fucking tour, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was uh,
1: that was an interesting time to say the least.
0: Yeah, dude. Um, but because now, like, I see some shit coming up in like Facebook memories and whatnot because it, it pulls it up, and I'm like, damn, dude, that was already fucking that long ago.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was 2010, I believe. Yeah, I believe it was 2010, or maybe it was a 2011. I, I think, think it was, was 2011. It was. It was 2011. And then- but for
0: some reason, stuff's already coming up. You know, it's weird.
1: I was sticking the other day, the fucking foghorn, the, the air horn. The, yeah. <laughs> I Dude, can't that believe is, you have that. <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for, for
0: those that don't know, I was the official air horn uh, player, for, yeah, for we bought, air hornist for, a, for,
1: for Blood for Blood. I had this idea, and it was in a joke. I think it was some late night, drunken, stupid conversation. I said, I'm going to buy a fucking case of air horns. I'm going to use them at the show. And they were like, what? What do you, what do you mean? As I want Truth to just sit here and fucking yeah. <laughs> knock them off. Then during Sick of It All, remember, I, I busted one in the microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, there was so,
0: I mean, and it, 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 there were so many, because a lot of those shows, well, not a lot of them, like at least half of those shows were festival shows. Yeah. So there were so many bands
1: that like. And we had a bus too. Yeah, we had a nice bus. We had Wu Tang's bus. Yeah,
0: I was going to say it was like the last people was yeah, Wu Tang. No, yeah. that it
1: was it was Wu tang bus. They get yeah. that bus every, every time that they were told yeah. for some reason that was their bus. Remember how much it smelled like weed? It yeah, was like oh, yeah. it re- no still, weed. There still. was no getting it out. No. It was like we were laughing about like wow, it was real, yeah.
0: And uh yeah, there was all kinds of just like sometimes now I'm thinking about it. there's so much there was so much it was it was short. But there was so much oh, was packed non-stop. into that. It was, non-stop. was it just nonstop. Was
1: non- remember, we made one of the f- funniest things that we did. Remember that is like, remember we made up a birthday for Neil that night. Remember we put, we put flyers all over that town, and all these random people were covered to the show. Oh, we, for a birthday we, party we, for birthday Neil. Party? We put, remember, we took we took a picture of Neil, <laughs> and then put him put pictures of him. It was in German. Come to Neil's birthday party at this <laughs> time at the bar, and it was people that showed up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was also the the I was a very antagonist on that. Yes, yes, you are. Yes, <laughs> that was that was kind of my role. Yeah, I remember, and, and and that's how the whole American war machine came out. From yep. Me fucking with you for that whole day. Yep, uh, get it going, <laughs> get it going. Uh, but we'll, we won't. There's a there's there's a lot of stuff we won't divulge the oh, details man. of there. Just idiocy. Um, but 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 man, do do you miss the road at all? Oh
1: my god, I miss it terribly. I miss. I miss more than anything just playing, um, you know, playing music, you yeah. know, in a in, in a in a practice space or in a studio. It's, it's fucking therapeutic. And I man. love playing shows. I mean, I love playing shows. The touring aspect of it, you know, I, I miss sleeping in a, a bus. Cause I, I always sleep amazing on a bus. That Do was you? Like, oh my god, man! It's like it's like getting rocked to sleep every fucking night. It's like crazy. Oh. Um, I always slept fine on the bus, but like I miss I miss. Um, playing, I miss the, you know the the people you you know you, every couple months you see them. It's a cycle, you know. You see friends, and, and you know after doing it years and years and years, you become close with a, with a lot of people. Like, yeah, um, man. You know, like my friend Gene. Yeah, know? he's awesome. He, he, he remember I said like, a couple of days before we left for tour, he was talking. I said, why don't you just come with us for a couple of weeks? And then Heather came. I was like, why don't you come too? We'll just all go. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. we just bring a bunch of friends on the road.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I, I still hear from him every now and then too. Gene, yeah. he's a good dude. Yeah. He's from Belgium, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I, I He's the,
0: killing it in the tattoo game out there. He you know? is.
1: He's really good. I stay in contact with him quite often. And uh, I consider him a very close friend of mine. Um, but, um, you know... It, I miss I miss it I miss you know every aspect of it you know um there's there's parts that I don't that's sure as hell like sure. being gone for you know months on end yeah you know I don't I don't miss that um because one of the things that I I hated about touring the most was you have like 23 hours out of the day you got to fill up and figure out what to do yeah and then you get 1 hour to do something cool yeah and it's the constant balance is it worth it? Yeah,
0: like, but the problem is, too, is that a good bulk of those other 23 hours are spent on a bus that's moving, so you only have limited range of opportunity of what you can do. Yeah, I know, <laughs> and that's what leads to bad things. Yeah. Like, you know, so, like,
1: yeah, yeah. is killing that time. Um, and uh, we filled it up pretty good over the years, I can tell you that. Oh, I can imagine. Many yeah. things, but, um, yeah, I, I missed that. Or the obvious, you know, who who if you play in a band, you have an audience, you do really well, you have great... Friends and people you meet all over the world, and then it gets, you know, uh, taken from you. Yeah, like it's not. It's not the best case scenario, you know. Um, but I, 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 miss it. Yes, very much.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear you, dude. Man. Not to
1: sound as on, a, on a, like a somber no, note. No, no, no. But like you know, it's like it's one of those things where like you know, with 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 the band. I mean, we've had this conversation before many times. I, 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 you know, love that band very much. You know, as much as all the guys. Um, but it's just, you know, it is what it is and, uh, yeah. we will, we will, uh, yeah.
0: You've done so much shit with, uh, with, with, uh, filming and, uh, you know, you know, either as editing or kind of spearheading the whole project directing, what's kind of been your favorite thing to work on?
1: You know, it's, it's funny. My favorite thing to work on is, um. Well, it's, that's kind of a loaded question. I know, I know. Yeah, but, yeah. but I can say this: the like, things I enjoy, there's different aspects I love. One of the things I like the most is actually the research and development of something. Yeah, I, I really love that because it's um it's a it's a lot of uh, physical work to it. Um, it's testing things, checking things out, learning new things, talking to people. Um, you know, uh, connecting connecting dots, uh, finding that corner piece in the corner of the jigsaw puzzle and going, Oh, and this goes to this and then, Oh, to this, to this, that, and just constantly doing that. Um, I love that aspect of it. Um, I like making it. Um, and then I really love post-production. I always have, I started my career as an editor. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 still always love it. Um, I still do it commercially. Um, I try whenever I can to edit my own projects. Um, I just did a really big project for a Sony um last year and then they brought me back in to to uh to oversee the edit as a director um and uh i love just being in post-production period but did you what i like doing the most or the, the project i like the most either or both well, Yeah, i guess like my, my the th-
0: but, but what about the editing is it they and before we talk about a specific project what about the editing
1: well, it's, it's, like, it's like working with your hands. Like, same thing as a bike. It's kind of like the same type of thing. You're taking things that are already made, or, or and you're piecing them together. Yeah. And you're making it better. You're yeah. putting on the polish. Sure. You're, putting, you're, you're, you're tightening things up. You're, like, making things sound right and move right and be safe and be right. The same thing with editing. You're yeah. taking all these assets and all these layers, and you put them all together to create something that did not exist before. Yeah. I always say this is really interesting. Is like, I'm constantly working on something now that was in, in, you know, in the past for the future, it's like, I can never figure out where I'm going to be. It's like, you know, so we shot this thing like six months ago and I remember where I was shooting this and what I was doing and that whole experience. And Oh, why did I shoot it with this lens? Fuck. Like, you know, like those type of things. And then now, Oh, I'm fixing it right now and it's not going to be due until November. It's like, and then, then that's when people see it and then people see it. And then it's, it's over. I like, I like the whole, um, uh you know, not so much the process of everything. I like certain aspects and then jumping around from them yeah, um
0: I just find oh, for someone that's a good editor, that is just amazing to me because that's such an overwhelming fucking thing, like it can be it could be i mean, i don't know, like I go into like my little experience with editing is like there's a million ways all of each one of these way things could be done yeah like you
1: could take this and this and then you well, can the put beauty.
0: this filter on it or you can slow this down or you well, can do this or you can cut it here or cut it there and fucking
1: that's the whole beauty of it is being um, able to to have that freedom to do it and you figure out what type of things you do well and how you're going to work with them yeah. and how you're going to make them your own and use your own sensibilities to make them sure. and that's that's exciting um, yeah. to me I love being able I love editing music videos I've edited a ton of music videos And yeah. because it's the best of both worlds I'm playing music that I like yeah, because I did the process because i like the band yeah so i'm doing work like that way and then i'm cutting together visuals of things that to tell this story or or just make something that just looks cool you know or is different um the filmmaking is it's weird filmmaking isn't isn't only a for me it's not a career but it is a career it's it's more of a it's a lifestyle it's like it's kind of like punk rock hardcore music or being, you know, a, a, a biker, you know, or, or or just having... It's like you, filmmaking kind of allows... It doesn't allow me. It dictates what else I'm going to do in my life, minus my family. Sure. you know, But even there sometimes, too, to be honest with you, between all of us. But we make the decision together, you know. Um, having two kids and, and, you know, a wife and then, you know, traveling the world, you know, promoting a film or, or playing in a band is... It's it's not always ideal. Sure, of course, know, so, yeah. Um, but you know, making those, making the projects that I like making and doing the aspects that I like doing them, um, doing with them is is important. And I then I tend to focus on those those parts and and um, really kind of like hone in on it. Allows you to really kind of like with making a film. There's so much to do, so many things you can do. It's it's overwhelming. Yeah. You talk about editing being overwhelming just on Godfathers. No, I'm not going to like 2 million horn. No, right no, no, no. But I directed that. No. I yeah. produced that. I co-wrote that. I edited that. I did all of the clearance work for it. The only thing I had, and I did a bunch of the legal stuff with my attorney. The only thing I didn't do was sell it. Yeah, had somebody else sell it
0: no no but that's why I was asking what do you like to do because you you there's not a lot of filmmakers that are involved
1: all the way no that's not true well, uh, most filmmakers are to be honest with you because yeah. mo- like at least like the the ones that even
0: well maybe in the documentary but I'm, I'm thinking like feature film stuff you'd
1: like, be surprised man really? like oh yeah. man yeah like I mean there's like there's I used to work with this director I used to shoot a, a kid show for PBS yeah I remember yeah, Maybe years ago I was just before I started, I met you actually years and years ago. Um, You know, that director names Dorothy Dickey. She uh, was just, she knew what the hell she was doing. She, I learned so much by watching her. The thing is she just focused on directing, but she also produced. And then she micromanaged everything because she's a control freak. Yeah. You know, just like me. So it's filmmaking is a great place for people that like to control things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You
1: know? But then there's filmmakers that, you know, I know that literally won't do anything else other than just like do one thing, like direct. Yeah. yeah. Or or like my brother in law Dean, um, he's in the camera union in Boston. It's a union job. He's in there, he does it very, very fucking well. Like all those guys are there precision guys like they know what they're doing and that's their craft and they become very good at that one trade sure that's uh, what makes big movies f- so efficiently you know and ex- it's industry so efficient because you have those guys that are women men whatever it may be that are just focused on their craft their their trade and um and uh you know that's why this it's a great place for people that obsess about one thing to uh, as well yeah. yeah exactly you can do either yeah yeah
0: but yeah you know because like I've always liked to go out and shoot and be on the ground and be there and do some of the shooting and stuff, but like the editing is just to me is overwhelming so when when you do do it all, that's why I was like, what, what kind of piece of the puzzle do you like the best you know what i mean The, the,
1: the, the editing aspect of it it's like uh, it's funny because for me it i I'll, I really, really lock in like yeah yeah like sure when i even when I do my commercial stuff, I lock out. Hours and say this is what I'm doing, like, and I, I make sure I do a lot of work for um, a couple big, you know, brands um, directly, and um, it's, you know, it's working in the you know, bigger commercial world and doing, you know, bigger commercial work like that. I mean, it's a business. It's a, you know, it's it's just like doing any kind of like you know trade your hour you charge per day or, or per hour or when you're lucky enough to have a studio like I do like you know you do that I don't have the studio anymore but when I did um you know you can you can do things like that
0: what um having gone through like godfathers in the whole process of you know the pre-production production post-production um you know like you said everything except selling the film but but in a way you kind of you didn't you went on the whole kind of tour circuit for, for the film festivals and stuff. Like would you do that all of that again, or having gone through all that, are there now things that you might like kind of parse out to, to, no, I do it, it do it again. I,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I do it again. And I, and, but I would, um, but I wouldn't do it all by myself. Yeah. I'd like to enjoy it a little more. Sure. I'd like to be able to, to kick back a little bit and like, just kind of take it in a little bit because I, I couldn't. Yeah. I was just, just head down, go, 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 go. Like there was times where I would, you know, fly to, to, to Florida and then like, you know, be there for four days and then I'd fly to London and then like, then I'd, you know, fly to fucking Arizona again. Like I was gone like off and it was like mini tours, you know? Yeah. Um, But it was, but yeah, no, I would do it again. Like I just wouldn't do it, everything my fucking self again. Well, no,
0: no. That, and that's what I was asking. Yeah. Is there anything that you would like kind of next time around more like relegate to others or, you know, like... Or would you want to do like, you know, when you say that you'd you'd want others to help you, like where would you want the
1: help? Like, oh, I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, you know, I I've mean, the stuff I do now, I man, I do, I do commercial work where I'm able to just focus on one thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I say I'd like to focus on just directing, but I have this rule. <laughs> I have this weird rule. Whatever I work with, all the DPs that I work with know this and they're all cool with it. That's why one of the reasons I work with them I am not a DP. I never thought I, I never say I am. I'm not that type of guy. But I can shoot pretty good. And there's certain times I just want to shoot or I feel that I can get a better interaction with a subject if I shoot it. And so the rule is whenever I shoot somebody, I have the, the deal is I get to take the camera if I want to shoot something and you can't be all sour about it yes yeah, dps yeah. get territorial or just sure, anybody because like, then I just but I make it a thing where I like hey look I'm not like gonna take it from you like you're not getting it right you're not doing it right it's not like to embarrass it's more of just I need to do it
0: you have a vision yeah and, 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 and you need to see that
1: to yeah me. and but part of becoming a better filmmaker is being able to describe or tell people what to do but sometimes it just you just have to feel it and do it work it out as you go yeah um and plus it just sometimes I'll prove to myself yo Nope, he's doing it way better than it could ever be done. Or, yeah, you know, um, but yeah, I mean that's. I don't necessarily like. I'm not like one of those people that's like a um a like control freak bully on set or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, I do like to have that one role.
0: Yeah, but you know, and it, for you, it's like it's all about the end product anyway. It's not like you're not doing it because you're a bully by nature. It's no. just you're so obsessed and involved in the project that yeah. you're, you're just kind of, you're
1: running, you know? <laughs> Plus you're it's my ass running. too. Like yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's like, you know, I always need to say like, come here slack, man. You know, like, yeah. Not that I don't trust you. I've had, a, I've had very few issues like that, but there's been once in a while a little rumble with somebody and I'd have a little, you know, talk, you, you know,
0: powwow with them. Yeah.
1: It's <laughs> not like a sit down, but like, a, yeah, you know, yeah. just like, you know, Hey man, you don't need nothing by it, but sure. Yeah. This is just the way I world.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 And I'm sure it, it's not you, man. It's me. But but I'm sure in in the the whole entertainment world, there's so many like weird personalities that like people are kind of probably used to stuff like that. Yes, yeah,
1: some t- yeah. Sometimes there's there's some just like in any. I think there's there's different there's different types of people in every yeah. genre. But uh, but you know, music and film tend to bring a lot of eccentric artists type people and sometimes emotionally unstable. Yeah, sure, <laughs> so, sure. So. Um, but also, like, just great people, you know?
0: I know you did, you've done a lot of um, live, um, like, the, I, you know. I, Whatever you call, it. I don't know, like the live DVDs or live series yeah, for bands. A, yeah, you've a done bunch. a bunch, like Meshuggah yeah. and different yeah. bands like that. Yeah. Is that something you like doing? You get another one of those with mm. you? Are you yeah. kind of done with well, it? Well,
1: um, well, I don't think we're going to bring any concerts, you know. For yeah, that. that's what I well
0: yeah. that's true. No, no, but but now more than ever, there might be a need to do that type of stuff. Like it's funny, I just I just, a, I just she got, got Tara asked. Did last yeah. night the live at the uh, Bowery? I just Electric. got asked
1: to actually do um, something for streaming. Yeah, you know, a group. That's I mean. If it was, if it was, it's not really my thing, but I could yeah. learn, you know. But Behemoth just did one this week. I think it was this weekend. And holy fucking shit! Like, really? Yeah. It's. I, I mean, they went. Metallica did one the other day. Asher Terra did one last night. Um, I mean, bands have been doing them left and right. Clutch yeah. did one, but the ones that are doing ones that are really fucking cool. Yeah. Like Behemoth. Yeah. Like, holy shit.
0: Well, I was saying on this podcast not too long ago, I went to go see At The Gates, and they opened for Behemoth, but I, I was never a big Behemoth guy. After seeing their fucking production,
1: oh. I was like, holy shit, I had a whole new appreciation and for them. their music videos are so fucking fucked up. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
1: And they're just gorgeous. They're just yeah. thought out. And, and, yeah, that's a the, the guy Nurgle. Uh, I think it's Nurgle. Uh, yeah. He's one hell of a. Mastermind. Visionary. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a guy something else. But that that um, they, I don't know if I would ever do something like that. I've been asked to do that, but if I did it, I have some ideas on how I would do it. I would yeah. do it like in the sense of like like a behemoth thing where it's a whole set and production and like, yeah, it's an experience. It's yeah. like a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, exactly. But also nothing against sheer terror like in bands doing it that way too. It fits that way too. It's also like a, a, a production and money thing and stuff like that. It's not cheap to do production like that
0: no well like you know we watched some of the shit terror one yesterday
1: how did it sound good
0: the sound was fucking great
1: yeah and i the, think the and, was Bowery electric right yeah that and that the place is
0: great and the video was great like yep. the, the quality of the video yep. and it was like a four or five camera production That's you awesome. know it kept bouncing around to
1: the different shots it's gonna be the thing now man it's gonna you're gonna see a lot of that i think
0: yeah i think because like you know what else can a band do besides play at a drive-in theater or something? some, some shit?
1: bands are doing it saying it's live and then cutting it together later yeah, uh, but some are not.
0: No, you could tell the shit terror one was like absolutely live. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's cool. Like, you know, and uh, the only thing that was kind of missing was like, you know, Paul had his banter, but he didn't have anyone in particular to pick out in the crowd to kind of banter on. You <laughs> oh know no. what I mean? You know, I didn't because even think you, about that. Yeah, you know, that's part of the whole shit terror experience, oh, right? No, <laughs>
1: what was he? Was he picking on the crew, the film crew? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, no, he was just picking on some
0: general stuff, you know what I mean? But he didn't, you know, like just kind of state of the world stuff and yeah, whatever, but he didn't, uh, he didn't, uh,
1: I didn't even think about it because he's so engaging. With yeah. He didn't, he
0: didn't, he, yeah, he couldn't like look at someone in you know, I wonder if he thought about that shit. before
1: he did it, like uh, how that would be interesting to ask him that.
0: Yeah, no, I know. I know. I know. I, I got to get him on here sooner or later. Yeah. Um. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's just it's just interesting times, man.' It's, it's weird to see it's weird to think about where things are going and, and uh, like you said, you just got to kind of pivot, fucking yes. adapt and fucking roll with it and kind of uh, get in your lane on the new highway, you know.
1: Yeah, and also kind of like, I noticed that one of the things that, uh, I, I'd hope, oh, you know, people that are are having a hard time. You know, can, like, reach out to friends and talk like that. Because in the past week, I swear, I've talked to more people that are having a really hard time with everything. Just, especially people living alone. It's like.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I can't even imagine, I, it's you a, know. It's
1: a, I can, it's a lot, man. Like, yeah. for months on end, it's like. But but, I,
0: you know, and the thing is with it, there's people that are probably living alone that have even, like, really left their apartment. Yeah. You know, yeah, or, yeah. or, or house or whatever, you yeah. know. like uh, and, and You go mad. Yeah, you go fucking bananas. Like, and I'm an anti-social person, but yeah, but you got to get. Gotta. But there's different. There's like, you know, I can't, you know, can't be a shut-in.
1: I go fishing mean? all the time. I go yeah. hiking. all the time. I went. I went with me and Jay Zuko went. Uh, went on uh, first time. I've, the second time, doing his uh, paddle boards out on the lake. Oh yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah. like amazing. Like, it's you got to get outside and do stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. Man. But at the same time, it's like it, it,
0: get that vitamin D too. That'll yeah. make you feel better. You know, B12. That
1: too, yeah. Those two things, big difference. In fucking kale, dude. Kale. I'll bring you some. Okay. I gave you some last time. No, no. Yeah, it, was it, time, time, it was at the time of time. it? Was last summer? It was last summer. It was a long yeah. yeah it, was it was a long long, back. Back. Yeah, It was last yeah, summer. I gave you a big bunch. Of, like, what the well,
0: fuck is this? No, fucking kale. No, now, now, now I have to see how far you've progressed. It's superfood. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Fucking kale master. ianthekalemaster.com dot com. Yeah. yeah. Uh, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Some asshole gonna buy that domain name, I so know. you can't have it now. I know. Um, yeah. Well, fuck yeah, man. I, I, I you know. It has been too long, and, it, you know, that's one of the good things of this podcast shit is it's more of an excuse to, to, yeah. to, to be able to sit down with friends so, so far. I really haven't—there's only been one or two where it's been people I haven't— re- No, only one where I, it's been people
1: You I mainly You mainly talk with people you, you, you know you have a relationship yeah. with. I mean, I think that's what makes what you do and what I told you you should do I mean, a long time ago special and cool. is like just talking to friends and, like, yeah. doing something cool. Um
0: yeah. I got some cool ones coming up, but there's more people I don't know. I, I can't let the, I don't like to talk about it. Until, right. Just un- drop it. Until it happens too. Cause you know, you know, shit happens and might not happen. I don't want to yeah. be like, oh, I got this dude coming in. It's going to be funny, you know, and then it doesn't happen, but whatever. Um, but yeah, dude, like fucking, how can people uh, reach out and see some of your body of work? And um, find you.
1: Well, I think uh, if anybody hasn't seen the film, the Godfathers of hardcore, the easiest way is just to go to the Godfathers of hardcore.com. Um, you can order it there on, um, you know, the, the digital platforms that it's on. It's on Showtime. Uh, it's on Sky Network in the, uh, UK. You can watch it on uh, Vimeo on demand, or, uh, pretty soon you'll be able to get it on all the platforms. Um, and then you can also get it on a uh, Blu-ray, um, from a uh, bridge nine. It's in most stores. It's in Walmart. It's in Best Buy. It's you can get it all major chains, or you can order direct from from them. Um, and then lastly, if if you want specialty items, you can uh, you can get them from the just email the website, and me um, or you know, one of the other guys will put together like a package. But we're selling uh, blue Ra- uh, DVDs. Yeah. as well. You got any more of the other cool stuff like the skateboards or the prints? Um, or no, anything? I don't have any of that stuff. But the prints you can get. We we do really um, high quality. Um, I think you pronounce it Gilik. Is that it? G- Gilik. Oh. Um,
0: G- 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 Gickly or Gisley yeah. or yeah. something. Yeah, museum yeah, quality.
1: You're... The museum uh, quality uh, prints. Jake Bannon um, does them over at Deathwish. Wish. Death Wish handles all those for them. There's like three different sizes, but they're really high quality posters of yeah. the film. Um, they're not necessarily cheap, but they're super high quality on really nice paper. Yeah, but again.
0: that's like museum quality. Yeah, right? it's
1: it's they're super high-end. And those are the only ones we have to yeah. sell. So, but pretty soon, uh, before Christmas, I'm going to have a whole bunch of really cool shit that I'm putting together now that's going to be done. Um that we'll be able to get but we'll be able to get it all off the website it's just okay. the com, and then people can find me at com. so okay you just, and uh but yeah that's it man thanks for having me oh and fuck having yeah that's dude it's good to hang out and yeah. uh, shoot the shit absolutely
0: you we know? gotta do it again but you know off mic you know what I mean and then yeah. so it's with a well there'll probably still be six to eight feet in between yeah these, most right? likely yeah <laughs> it'll probably be at least yeah six to eight feet something like that <laughs> but uh, uh, uh yeah and when are you, when, let me ask you this, okay? because I, and I, this isn't a dig at all, but you're the person I know mo, who's taken it the most serious for, for, for this long. Um, and I'm not saying that as a dig, but like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like um, you're, 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 you know, you're just thinking about it the most and taking the most serious, but like taking the most precautions.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: when are you going to be back to a point where you're comfortable just kind of Going back to like regular times, I like, don't even. Know what, what would need to happen for that? Just <laughs> I, this is just me asking as a friend, like curio- curiosity.
1: Man, I I don't know. Uh, like I'm, it's that's there's so many layers to this. Yeah, with no. so many different people and so many different views and so many. It's like, I mean, the obvious, it's gone, obviously, but you can't not live your life and do it. I mean, I'm not a shut-in. Like, I, I'm, no, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, like. But, um, but I like, don't.
0: what would it take for you to be like comfortable just going back to like regular social, not, you know, not social well, I mean, distances I, but back to like regular like, I mean,
1: I go, I go, I've gone out many times. I mean, I go out to places. I mean, I go into stores and do all that stuff, everything I need to do, but as far as it goes, like going to a you know restaurant and a bar and hanging out with friends for the night, you know, yeah. not wearing a mask. No, I'm not going to do that until this thing's gone. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and I I don't think anybody should, to be honest with you. I think it's I think most people should at least you know try to do that. But that being said, that's a whole other conversation which I don't want to get into. Yeah. But like you know, um, no, no, I don't know.
0: I'm just asking you, like, what needs to happen for you to be comfortable well, to be, again?
1: I mean, I think it be a little bit further down, like you know. It, Numbers even, wise, yeah, like I man. Because yeah. it, it's like you know, it's different when you have kids. I I, I sure I, it really is, man. Yeah, and, I don't, so yeah, I get it. And yeah. it's it's really difficult because you know you you're also you're looking at their development, you know, and they're social creatures. You know, a huge amount of kids' development is like interaction with other kids, and they're not having that. And that's the part that honestly breaks my heart, my wife's heart, and I think a lot of parents' hearts. Is, sure, it's, it's not. And some people are more comfortable than others in doing certain things. I mean, we don't, you know, we're just getting ready for our, my son to start playing soccer, you know, and we're talking about that. It's just a lot of talking and a lot of research and looking at things and asking questions. Um, it's just, it's just a lot. And it's constant, man. Yeah, yeah. It's constant. And uh, I don't, I don't know exactly what a hundred percent, what it would make me feel a hundred percent better. Um, other than just to be gone. Yeah, you know, um, but
0: are your kids going to school or they, like I know it's it's that's like one of the weird things like in Massachusetts it varies by town like you yeah. know it um, all
1: it all, um, it all we're we're there's a lot of factors right now yeah. that are being weighed with my town specifically yeah um, and my wife's a teacher too so yeah I know makes like, things even
0: you know is she gonna yeah. yeah. She, she,
1: yeah, she's she's going back. Into she's the already class. she's already started teaching again. Um, they had, the kids aren't back yet, but she's been in for two weeks.
0: Yeah, are they doing like the half on, half off? It's going to be
1: a hybrid. Yeah, yeah. it's a hybrid. Um, and I think they're you know they're going to do the best they can. Um, but at the same time, I know the numbers. When they hit a certain amount per hundred thousand people, um, they go to full remote. And I mean, they just keep climbing, and it's like the they were on the cusp. I, I don't even, I'm not even convinced the kids will actually go back in our area to be yeah. honest with you fully because it's on the cusp of what they're, except the state is calling okay or not. Yeah. So
0: my only problem gets into like with the numbers, there's so much funniness with it all. So yeah. you will never know. Like you to, really I is. take,
1: we, I take multiple sources and yeah. try to figure out from this one, this one, and then we just kind of look at them all and make what makes sense. Like, yeah, I think that's the only way you can do it. Yeah, man. You know, I mean, but I, I, it's 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 hard for everybody, and everybody has their own situation. I don't want to say, oh, only people that have kids are the ones that have problems. That's not the case at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm well, saying is, is that it's it's hard for everybody in different situations, and um, you know, maybe maybe only people need to slow down a little bit and not judge and say, well, maybe I don't know the full picture of what's going on with that family or those people. Oh or, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, because there's too much judging going on right now.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of craziness with that yeah. shit going on. Like, and, and I, I, my focus has always been like, you know, a little, what the fuck is there's that? like there's like a bird or an owl or it's some a, weird shit. Like, dude. I, I, it's like a, there's something, a little animal or yeah, something. Yeah. It keeps screeching. <laughs> it's fucking, Hey, welcome to Freetown, dude. It's probably, it's probably a puck wedgie, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, like, you know, my, my whole course is just like, I just like to stay on the front lines of reminding people like we 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 agree. Of course, you have to agree to do things for the betterment of, you know, your community and your neighbors. But you also have to make sure that you keep government officials in check and not let them get too fucking crazy with shit, because once the government takes or infringes upon a right, like very rarely do they roll it back. And things get rolled out incrementally, and I'm just seeing a lot of weird things that look like they're getting rolled out incrementally. And I'm not coming from any weird paranoid oh, yeah. or conspiracy I know you're background. Not conspiracy theory, dude. And it's I just you know just seeing things, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, and I like I'm like, hope these motherfuckers know that you know we're just agreeing to this temporarily. You know what I mean? And and. Lest these motherfuckers forget they're they're not our rulers; they're our representatives, you know. And it's just like that's the shit that scares me. And then what really is scaring me is more thinking about the economic ramifications of all this that we haven't even yet begun to scratch yeah. the surface of. Yeah. Man, that scares the fuck out of me to be honest. And uh, I don't know.
1: I think that's yeah. I think that's a very valid, valid thing to be worried about. Yeah, dude. Yes. Yeah. But you know, day by day. Day by day, yeah, absolutely, it's, brother. It's the way it is. Just like you, I have, I I have to live by this mantra these yeah. days. Is for many reasons, of course. But like that that one in particular is is I you know you gotta just just I I have a hard time not thinking two weeks, one month, three months, a year in advance. Yeah. I'm having a really hard time just focusing on today and tomorrow. For the yeah, plan. you know, so like right now, that's all that I'm focusing on. Yeah, you know, because
0: because you, you have to. There's nothing you can't you can't. Right. Who knows what the fuck is going to happen I in think three weeks a, from? I think that's a fucking owl.
1: Yeah, is that what it's, I think that's an owl? I know, I, I think so too. Yeah, I don't want to see it. You see an owl? It's not a bad omen when you see an owl looks at you.
0: You ever hear about my story in Dorchester? That's when, right.
1: yep. When I yep.
0: lived in the third floor apartment, yep. I
1: came out. And there was like a big white owl just staring at you
0: closer than we are right now yeah
1: fucking and i was freak. like
0: what the fuck and he didn't move he was just like yeah he gave me like head down put his eye yeah. looking at me like what are you gonna do motherfucker yeah. i was like fuck yeah i was like fuck you dude you're in my house but like, i'm like oh whatever yeah, and then eventually he just fucking took off but it was just, like and it was even when he took off kind of looked back like oh. <laughs> i was
1: like all right i think that is one i and, think that is an owl
0: In case anyone's wondering, I definitely cannot recommend Steel Reserve Alloy Series spiked water. Hey, wait a second.
1: Where's your... Where's your ball trimmer? Uh, don't you have a and do an ad for ball trimmers? I do,
0: I do. And so, w- while you're here, since you want to be so involved in that, I got to thank uh, a shout out to Manscaped.com for uh, uh, for uh, being one of the sponsors of the show. And if you're not familiar with Manscaped.com, then go check them out. Uh, they make all kinds of products, ball that trimmers, are, that, that basically that are geared towards. Uh, 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 grooming your nether regions on right. on the male physique, uh, and doing it in a way that is safe and effective and bloodless. Um, you know, take a beard trimmer down there and see what the fuck happens I if you take all
1: the, the- <laughs> all the sponsors you could have gotten. I can't believe that that is the one. nothing against them. I think they're no, probably a no. great product, no. but. Just, I just, you. I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
0: But you know what? Manscaped.com. Uh, check them out. Check out the lawnmower 3.0 uh, fucking uh, razor. It has uh, these ceramic blades that uh, protect you down there. So, you know, you, you know things can get a little pruney down there and a little can wrinkly. You get,
1: can, I, can I try one of these out? Just, oh, actually, I want to get one for a friend. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: well you you can get if you you can't borrow mine that's right, a little bizarre right. and yeah. i know you wouldn't anyway no, because you're, no, no, no. <laughs> your, your germaphobe ass no. would not no. want <laughs> uh, to but yeah hey, and and honestly like i would not ever fucking represent anything that i didn't agree with or like and they sent me all that shit ahead of time yeah. and i tried it out and it fucking works and right. and and uh it works great and uh you know there was uh, no blood on my fingertips, and nice. uh, <laughs> but yeah, check them out, Manscape.com. Uh, lawnmower 3.0. They also make all kinds of other products that are, are geared towards your uh, genital health. <laughs> what is it? They
1: called it the Lawnmower 3.0.
0: Yeah, I didn't try the 2.0 or the 1.0. Hold on a second. It's Hold the on. third iteration, dude. They are backing this shit. It's, it's a
1: fucking like it's a ball trimmer. They call the lawnmower. <laughs>
0: yeah. Dude, and it's backed by science and they keep making advancements. That's why we're on 3.0.
1: It's just, I, I would call it like, you know, another region, like trimmer. Not like a fucking lawnmower. Yeah. It's the last thing I want to put next to my balls, man.
0: Yeah, no, it's true, but. But it, it works good? It works good, man. And okay. uh, the thing is that uh, they have these like. They, they also have, like, ball toner and, like, anti-chafing creams and all this other shit. You can go check them out. Um, but if you use the code BIGTRUTH at checkout, you get free shipping and, uh, and uh, 20% off your order. Um, the 20% <laughs> off your order is more important than the free shipping. And they got package deals going on and these discounted package deals. And you get 20% even off fucking that. Also... Uh, Amerta uh, Which is uh, AmertaMia.com It's our friend's uh, Clothing company And uh, lifestyle company And you can check them out All kinds of good shit there uh, T-shirts, hats Fucking Jackets Socks uh, They even get their own pomade You want to slick wow. your hair up top After wow. you shave yourself down below And you're going to be Fucking shop dressed And ready wow. to fucking go Um Uh, but Amirtha, you know, you, you've seen the shirts like, uh, you know, uh, you know, stop glorifying rats, uh, you know, all the, just general code of conduct shit. Um, good dudes, good products, amirthamia.com, Instagram and Facebook at Amirthamia. Again, at checkout, use code big truth. You get 20% off over there too. So I'm saving you money left and right with my fucking, uh, friends and fucking craziness. Uh, and, uh, while you're at it, check out Pitchfork, um, which is a uh, Pitchfork hardware, which is, uh, Warren was the last, uh, guest on this, on, on this podcast, episode 30. Uh, he has a clothing company, um, been around forever, dude. How long, how many, dude, how much shit have you filmed where you've yeah. seen someone wearing a Pitchfork fucking shirt? It's like yeah. kind of a mainstay in the metal and punk and hardcore world. Been for years. Uh, he's been out for years and, um, he, uh. He also has a record label where they do uh, this Back to School series, which is a series of uh, limited edition, different color, seven inches, which... Uh, has an East Coast band on one side of the record and a, a West Coast band on the other side of the record, and uh, you know, so definitely make sure to check them out. Pitchforkny.com. Um, check out Chopcult.com. They are the biggest uh, news resource and uh, a message board for uh, motorcycle builders, chopper builders, and uh, motorcycle riders and all that. Uh, they got all kinds of shit going on there. They have um, they have uh, message boards geared towards uh, different uh, topics. Whether you want to look up something for british motorcycles or american motorcycles or classifieds you're looking for for rare parts or fucking something you need for your bike check them out chopcult.com uh they also have a mailing list and you know events pages uh, dude so it's a it's an information clear house for the motorcycle world so get all your motorbiking shit there um they got it they got a store and everything too uh All the social medias, just at Chop Cult or www.chopcult.com. Also... If you got any time or money left over, check out Chop ahead. My shop here. We're sitting in it. Uh, Whether you need an oil change or a full custom motorcycle built, everything in between, we handle it all. We got a parts counter. We got a showroom. Uh, It's a brick and mortar shop. It's it's a real place. It's not an online entity. Uh, We can get you any part you need. We can install any part you have. Um, uh, So check us out, Chopahead.com. If you can't, if you're not local, if you are local. And I get a lot of you motherfuckers like from a town over ordering shit, and I gotta put it in a package and send it to you. Just come over here and save yourself. It would be 30 cents in gas and you're spending $4 on fucking postage. Just come over. Like if I see someone in my fucking town ordering shit, I'm gonna bring it to your house and fucking throw it at you. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, just come by the shop. We're, 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 no one's gonna bite you or shoot you. you know, it's gonna be a good time. Uh, chopahead.com, 13 County Road, East Freetown, Massachusetts. Um, and if, uh, you want any more information on the podcast, you can check it out at bigtruthpodcast.com. Uh, we got all kinds of information there. Uh, Ian, anything else before we wrap up?
1: Oh, no, dude, I'm good. Thanks for having me, man. It's always good to hang, man.
0: Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. It, it, any excuse to hang out is always a good excuse, man. And we're so busy that we always have to kind of put some kind
1: of business. I want it. that bike though right there. Which one? The black one. The, <laughs> the black one. That one right there with the, with the, with the, with the, the that one, the, the gray one, the silver one
0: with the gray grips yeah that's gonna be for sale pretty soon really? that's one of ours yeah I'm just waiting on a couple more parts to come in Get rid of this, all right, the let's, flames and we're, shit we're gonna, we're gonna shut this off and have yeah. you go sit on it wow man alright nice. fuck yeah man